podcast is brought to you by nothing but the greatest of the greatest. You best believe that, my Gs. Hey, you need a criminal defense attorney? You slipped up? Peep game. We got you. You got our guy, Doug Sherrod. Doug Sherrod is a criminal defense attorney. Big dog shit. Matter of fact, bigger than big dog shit. You can reach him at kingkonglawyer.com. Kingkonglawyer.com. He is our criminal defense attorney. He can be your criminal defense attorney. Reach out to him at kingkonglawyer.com. Hoodstocks podcast is also brought to you by looking for some good quality cannabis. I mean, killer quality cannabis. Hit up the folks at Killer Kush. They specialize in bringing you the best quality available from OG to exotic. They got it all, baby. Hit them up at KillerCushCali at gmail.com or on IG at KillerCush underscore underscore 420 to find a location near you. If you're local to the LA area, you can find them here in the heart of East Los Angeles at East LA Exotics, located at 6009 East Olympic Boulevard. This podcast is also brought to you by Gutter Phenom out of Orange County, baby. Gutter Phenom is a lifestyle brand that is dedicated to supporting and inspiring individuals who are determined to achieve their dreams. Billy, we believe that no matter where you come from or what you've been through, with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. A portion of our proceeds are donated to organizations that provide vocational training for parolees and scholarships for those in need of drug and alcohol treatment. Jesus, who would have thought this is just a t-shirt? This is a clothing brand. Okay, visit gutterphenom.com and use the exclusive code HOODSTOCKS20 to receive 20% off your order today, baby. Yeah. Casey, is it game time? Yeah, it's game time. Okay, hold on a second. Give me one second, sir, before you switch that. One, one. second. Alligator. <laughs> Fuck's that at, man? Oh, shit. Lucky, what'd you do? What did you do? Here we go. Let's get this shit cracking, baby. Yeah. Welcome to Hoodstocks, baby. <sighs> feels good, feels good. What is it? Tuesday evening? Tuesday evening. Tuesday yes, evening. it is. Yes. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Send tacos. tacos Send tacos. Let's go. Let's go. Like, subscribe, all that good shit. Welcome to Hoodstocks. We love you, motherfuckers. Hoodstock's podcast is also brought to you by Dying to See Me. Dying to See Me. Look them up on YouTube. They are a podcast. Shout out to Matt Montague. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to their channel. They are partnering up with Hoodstock's podcast. And also, too, I've seen West Coast Graffiti in there. Make sure you guys head over to West Coast Graffiti, the best podcast at Long Beach. He's giving out the news. He's got a shirt and tie on with some sunglasses. He's got his hair pulled back so tight that his eyes look Chinese. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he needs to loosen up that bun, I think. <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy West Coast Graffiti, man. Yes. Um, okay. So we had, Jules was supposed to be here, and two hours before the podcast, 
uh, something happened and she wasn't able to make it. So I want everybody, and this has been an anticipated thing. This has been something we've been talking about for a long minute. And shout out to my boy sitting across from me, coming in clutch. We are finally going to hear his story. Everybody give it up for Ricky Droops. Hey, I didn't, I didn't know Tuesday night was going to turn into Blockbuster Tuesday night, doggy. I didn't know either. I didn't know either. But we're going to do it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it in. Yeah, we're going to get it in. And I and I, and I called up, I called up Rick. I said, Rick, um, man, the guest just dropped out. <laughs> you know, what's, what's happening, doggy? You want to you wanna get this in? You want to knock this out the park? And he says, shit, say less, my G. Say less. You already know. I got this. Yeah. Ah, Rick, I don't know if we have time in, the, if, in this evening, bro, to to tell your whole story, but uh, let's try and and get through some of it, brother. Um, how would you start your story, Rick, as a as a young kid, as a young kid being raised in Highland Park? I mean, do you what what was the earliest moment? you remember do you remember being raised when your mom was with your pops or was it always just your mom and your grandma nah it was more like my mom and my grandma and my stepdad like to start everything off like i i was uh when my pops was he was there he was around but like my mom and my pops were never like like an item like they weren't like like together, like you know what I mean. It was just kind of like a, and I hate to say it like they were like some high school shit. Okay, so just you know, it was like, you know what I mean. They weren't like uh, never like a hey, like it didn't it didn't uh, it was never like they didn't that, plan to have you. I don't know. I, I'm not sure on that. Like to be honest with you, but I know for sure that um, like they weren't together type shit. You know what I well, mean. Well, let's let's paint the picture real quick. Your mom's from a hood. Your pops is from a hood. Yeah. So let's let's t- let's share the audience. Let's let the audience know this. This isn't your typical two man and woman or boy and girl. You know, young, right? Young man, yeah. young woman at the time meeting each other in a proper environment. I mean, this is some hood shit. Nah, it's on some hood shit for sure. It's on some hood shit. Yeah. Can you say where your pops from and where your mom's from? Yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom's, uh, she's from Westside Clanton, and uh, my dad's from Dogtown. He's from the projects, so that you know. And we grew up in the hood. So by the time I was born, like I grew up in the hood my whole life. So I'm pretty sure that's where my mom met my dad, like in the hood, you know. On the streets. On the streets in the hood. Were you one of those babies that had, like, you were in diaper with a Raiders jersey on? (laughs) I probably was. My dad is a, like, strong Raiders fan. Like, his whole house is Raidered up. You know what I mean? I got pictures from back in the day wearing Raiders gear because, you know, like, I'm L.A. everything. So, you know, at the time, the Raiders were in L.A. So, you know, I remember all the way back when the Rams were back in L.A. from from before absolutely yeah, yeah. in the 80s you and the Rams yeah, were in the, yeah. when Los Angeles Rams the 80s yeah so let me ask you this when you were a, a child raised up did you know more of your stepdad than your real dad no well my dad would my dad would always come through so like, you had a relationship with him yeah I had a relationship with my dad it's just like my mom and my dad weren't together when 
like by the time I was born, like my mom and dad were not together. So was it on bad terms or was nah, it just mutual it was terms? always cool? Yeah, oh, it was always yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. My dad always come through the pad, pick me up. Like I got raised up, like you know, weekends type shit with like my brother and sister on my on my dad's side. Like my dad's wife was cool as fuck with me. Like you know what I mean? Because it it wasn't like oh like he went over here and did some shit. Like you know, like. So when 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 you, what is the one of the earliest memories you remember of your your pops picking you up maybe on a weekend and you guys going and doing something? Uh we'd always like my my dad always used to come like through or my grandpa my grandfather would come my you know my 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 dad they'd come swoop me up and like I'd chill with my brothers and sisters like I got baby pictures over there with them nice like you know what I'm saying so it wasn't like. I, my mom's always been cool, dog. She's never had like no uh, like bad blood with like her exes or any kind of shit like that. Like, and why is that? Because most females, it's just like it's all all hell breaks loose when the dude or when the dude pulls up, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you motherfucker, well, I'm struggling over here, and you pulled up in a new Cadillac with IROX on it. Yeah, yeah, nah, but nah, <laughs> it, it, it's never been like that. Like I don't know, my mom's always been real cool. So like, like my dad would always pull up. You know what I mean? So it, it was cool. Like it. It was never like I didn't know who my dad was, you know, but my stepdad was like the one that was with my mom for for a long time and shit like, you know what I'm saying? So like that that's who was like in the house, like raising me type shit. Which you, you know had I mean? re- did you have respect for him? Yeah. Hell yeah. I did love you, my stepdad. Did you did you call him step? I mean, dad, uh, I don't I don't think I never did like that. But like I always like. He never like treated me different. Like it was always straight, dog. Like to I, be honest I with you, like it. I got a a lot of love for my stepdad. He was always straight. Like you know what I mean. I don't, I didn't never feel like like oh I'm on the side or like I'm not his kid or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Shout out to that dude. Yeah, but I always knew who my dad was, so that was cool too. You know, like some people uh, won't know who their dad is, so. You know, they might grow up with, like... Resentment. Yeah, maybe resent or just not knowing and then, like, find out later. So, but my dad was always, like, in the picture, you know? Like, he'd always pick me up, take me, like, little gatherings with family gatherings and stuff like that. Was and he, it was, was, cool. he, was he in and out of jail? And I apologize for cutting you off. Uh, I, I don't think... I don't... I mean, I'm sure he's been to jail before, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? He was an active gang member, like... By the time I was gangbanging, he was he was still gangbanging. So it was like, you know what I mean? How, it, did, how did it feel when he was picking you up as a child? Like, I mean, was he pulling it up and you're like, damn, Pops is a gangster. Yeah, every, I mean, you could you could look at him and still now and know he's a gangster. You know what I mean? It was never like, you know, like all the homies knew who it was, you know? Like everybody I grew up with knew who he was, like. You know, he's a known dude in, in the Dogtown Projects. You know what I mean? He's not, like, like some, you know, random dude over there. Like, they know him. Yeah, he ain't, you like, some I mean? weekend warrior that yeah. no one respects and shit. Yeah, nah, nah. They know my dad. My dad's Wolfie from Dogtown. He's from the Projects. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so how was it being raised? Um, how far, how early, how early would you like to go back so you can paint a picture of us of how it was being, how 
it was for you being raised in your household. How far back I mean, would you like to go? We could go back as far as you want, but like, like on the real, like, like, um, I've always grew up in the hood. So like for me, I only know like being in the hood, you know, like, like most people that know me, they know where my pad was. I know my mom barely sold the pad, but like you've right before that, I got out. You've lived in that house all your, all your life. All my life. Okay. That's where I know. Tell me a little bit about your, about your mom. Your grandma lived in that house too, right? Yeah, my grandma. I love my grandma. Matter of fact, let's let's do this. So I know the house. Let's 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 give them a description of the house that you lived in with your grandma, your mom, your stepdad, and then the siblings that came after you from the, their their relationship, right? How yeah. big is that house? The house isn't that big. It was it was like a one and a half bedroom. So it's not a big house at all, but like really, the only people that lived there was is me and my mom. Like my grandma always had her own stuff okay. going on, but she'd always come through and make sure we're good. But it was my grandma's house. Okay, like you know what I'm saying? It was my grandma's house that we grew up in, in the hood, like second house from the corner on York Boulevard. Yeah, you know nine, what I'm saying? Uh, nine ten Toledo, right? Five ten, Five, 10 Toledo. Toledo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most of the people, they know, like, you know, all the homies go to jail. We got mail there for sure because everybody knew that address yeah. was always there. You know what I mean? I want you to give a description. And I don't want to talk about the ones that, that, that know. Let's yeah. talk about the ones that don't know. Let's tell the story to them, bro. Okay. You know what I mean? Because the people on the on this, on this the chat, yeah, there's a lot of homies in there right now. Shout yeah. out to you guys. Yeah. They're Shout tuning out. in, supporting the homies. Parks up. Yeah. Um, but the, for the ones that don't know, bro, bro. Your kitchen, your kitchen was equivalent to a hallway. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. It was like a little hallway, like a hallway to the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny. Yeah, it was small. Yeah, the the kitchen was small. Like you walk in, it's it's a little dining room that leads to the uh, to the living room, and then there was a, a like a bigger, I guess they would say master bedroom. But I mean, it was like a regular size. Shit, it wasn't bigger than the studio right here. You know, it was a small house. It was like from back in the day, it was somebody's like back house type shit. But I mean, that's that's where we grew up. That's what we know. How was it growing up with your mom? It was it was cool. My mom was like, how, how did she raise you? Like starting off with you, and then came your brothers, your sisters, right? Yeah, you're the oldest with yeah, them. Yeah, right? I'm the oldest. Okay, yeah. you were the oldest in that household. So how was it? When it was just, and then we'll talk about maybe your your siblings coming into the picture. Yeah. How was she with you? Like, she, I tell grew us up little... with my mom, like like more like brother and sister type shit than more than more than anything. It was that's the way we grew up. We grew up like chilling, you know. Like, I mean, I was young. I used to be lying about my age, all kind of shit. Like, all my homies are at least three to four years older than me. Back when it mattered, like right now it doesn't matter, you know, but back when you're like nine, saying you're 13 and shit, like that shit matters. They're like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You're small and shit, you know? Like I'm in elementary and everybody else is in junior high. Like that and, shit matters, and, you know? And those are the dudes you're hanging out with. That, that's my people. That's that's my crowd. Yeah. Like, you know, I was the youngest one from my crowd. Like everybody I grew up with, I was the youngest one. So when it comes back to you saying that you and your mom were like, 
brother and sister? Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, like, how do you how how would you how would how would that relationship, you know? Well, she's always been like my friend. Like it okay. wasn't like it wasn't like mom and and son. You know, like she we were always cool. Like it was my she was more more friend. That's why I say brother and sister because she was like more friend than like my mom is sixteen years older than me. So. You know, she so had by you the when time, she was 16. Yeah, yeah. So okay. like by the time I'm ten and ten, I'm already out there. So this is not like I'm ten like the little kids you see nowadays. Like ten, I'm already saying I'm like thirteen or fourteen, lying about my age, getting high, like out there in the street. You know what I mean? And my mom grew up like being a gang member, but you know, she always had all her homies at the pad, like I've always grew up around like gang members, like that's what it was. And how was it growing up when she was saying she always had the homies at the pad? I mean, just let's let's paint a picture of, of a typical day back then at the house. Like, you, what are you waking up to? Waking up to like people there, people at the pad. Like, even even like when it went to like with us, it was still the same. Like, like my mom used to have like her homies there, like. I guess you'd say weekends, but like, like she always had people there. Like it wasn't never like, it was never like a typical house. Like, you know, just like where, um, like just the family there. Like we've never had just family there. Like we've had like more like homies there, like extra people there that, that I guess in turn are family now, but. You know what I mean? Like actual like family, like from my mom, like, no. like nah. Street but, family. Yeah, street family. And, like, and what are, and what are they doing there? I mean, it was an open house to chilling. shower, whatever, to eat, sleep, eat, shower, kick it. Like, you know, it was always known like that. Like it was known as this, like the spot, you know, to come and chill. But it never like felt out of place. Like, oh, I can't like eat cereal in the morning or. You know, it just it just was regular. So like, you know, growing up now and understanding like like normal household type shit, like it wasn't like that. Like it was it was regular to see like, you know, uh gang members at the pad, like like um, you know, people getting high, selling drugs, like whatever, you know. That was it was normal. How was school for you? Did did uh were you I mean elementary, junior high I mean, how was it going to school living in that type of environment at home? School was good. I was always like to be honest with you, I was always straight A student because my grandma would be on us, so my grandma would like give us twenty dollars for every A and E and all that, all the extra shit. My grandma's like, you guys go to school, do what you gotta do. I got you. So my grandma would make sure that we were good. So, like, I made sure, like, all my grades, everything was on point. So when I come home and it's report card time, my grandma would chip us off. Like, <laughs> make sure to get that money. <laughs> so, so it was always good. Like, I never had no problem with um with school. Like, elementary, I was great in elementary. Like, once I got to junior high and you're able to ditch school and all that, like I started ditching and and all that shit came into play, cause I was already out there fucking around. You know what I mean? Let's take it back to to grandma. Let's uh, was grandma back then the backbone of the small family? 
Yeah, for sure. Everybody was, was, knows that. Was she more of a, was she more of an authoritarian uh, before your mom? Like you had to worry about what grandma said or mom? You, you, do you nah, understand? well, I, I hear where you're going, but like my mom was still on it. Like it wasn't like just because like, like she's from the hood, so she's not trying to have you do good. Like she's still on it. She still wants you to like go to school. Like, like I used to have the homies living with me at the pad. And then, like I said, the pad wasn't big, but I've always had somebody from the hood living there. So, and then mom had other people there. Yeah, well, well, by the time it came to like me, it was more like just me. But like, but I, like we were always used to people being able to be there. So, like my mom, if if I wouldn't go to school, like she kicked the homies out. The homies can't be here today. You know, so they'd have to leave, and some of them wouldn't have nowhere to go. So they'd be like, "Ah, oh, fool, go to school, dog, go to school." So we, <laughs> and they'd stay at the house, and I'd go to school. You know what I mean? So, so sometimes it was crazy, but like, yeah, overall it was cool, man. Like I don't, I don't have no like bad memories growing up or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like growing up with my mom, like. She used to be having her parties there. Like, you know, I grew up with, like, oldies in the house, so I'm used to that. You know what I mean? My mom always having little parties and shit, you know, selling sherm and shit back at the pad, you know, like, just just chilling, you know. And, and for me at the time, like, that's, like, the, the crowd I was around. So, like, even when I went to my friends' houses, like, that's what was going on. So it was... It was normal, but, like, as you get older, you know that a lot of that ain't normal, you know? 100%. So how did you, before, I don't want to say before, because then I would be assuming that you you, you got into drugs and we can get into that yeah. down the line. But before, let's say before you knew what drugs was. I mean, what was the earliest age you knew drugs were? And you knew that there was dudes around you that were on drugs, Nah, I mean, from early age, I already knew drugs. Like, you know, this how is, early? How early can you say? Well, in elementary, they taught us that just say no and all that shit. So you know, that's when the Nancy Reagan and, and you know, they had that just say no and all that shit out yeah, there. The so egg, the egg in the fucking pan. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. Yeah, you know, they yeah. had all that shit. So, so we weren't blind to knowing what drugs was was or anything like that, and like. At the pad, you know, we grew up around, like, I grew up in the, the heart of my head, like, everybody that knows, and for the people that don't, like, if you know the area, like, it's, it's the hood, you know what I mean? Like, now they got that shit gentrification and all that shit, but back in the day, that shit wasn't like that. So how was it? Like, so you said it was just, it was normal to you then. Growing yeah, up, seeing, seeing people on drugs, seeing you're a kid, you're seeing transactions mean, being made at your house, or seeing people maybe coming to your, your door at all hours of the day and night, potentially. Is that safe to say? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, we weren't looking at, like, now that I'm older and I'm able to understand, like, some of the shit, like, you know, but at the time, you just think, oh, the homie's coming to chill or, you know, they're just coming through real quick or something like that, you know. But, like, I mean, we grew up with it being regular, so it's not like uh, like you knew something was. Like, you didn't think nothing wrong about because a lot that's of all, the Because that's shit how you raised and that's, that's all you knew. that's the way knew. we raised up, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
like like I said, I was got all my grades good. Like my mom was on me, like like oh you can't go out type shit. Like you know what I mean? Like making sure like I was always g'd up in school. Like all my clothes, I had all the always the freshest shit in school. Like like everything was cool. Like they made sure I was good always. And was that because mom was hustling or because grandma uh, comes with a little money? Uh, my grandma had money. My grandma had a bar. My grandma had a bar. Yeah, my grandma had a bar in uh, downtown LA on Seventh and San Pedro. So she had a bar over there, like almost what till like what ninety four, ninety five. So you know, so all my early teens and all that, my grandma had a bar. So my mom used to work at the bar and like. You know, my stepdad used to work at the bar, like family, my uncle, uncle Rudy used to work at the bar. Like, you know what I mean? It was like a family owned bar in, in the middle of Skid Row, you know? <laughs> it's like a rough bar. Yeah. Back then too? Yeah, back then. And it, would, they, it, would they tell you stories about it or anything I'd like that? I'd be in there. I'd be, be in, in the there? bar. Yeah, I'd be in the bar behind the counter type shit. So it, it was cool. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I grew up more around this shit. So it wasn't like. You were a nine-year-old bar back? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't serving the beer or nothing. Like, you were but, serving the nickels out in front. Uh, <laughs> my, gran- my, my grandma had, like, like candy and beef jerky and all that shit, like, in the bar. So, like, we'd be able to go to the bar. Like, it was common for. She catered to more, like, the older older people in Skid Row. Like. Like that work and shit like that. Yeah. So she had like a, she had a good bar. Like to be honest with you, it was it was cool, even though it was in the, like the hardest skid row. She catered more to like the older working class crowd. Okay. So they were used to seeing like the kids running behind the counter, like all that kind of shit. How is that, bro? That that that's probably got to be some some pretty. Not only interesting, but amazing memories as a child and and being a part of a family-owned bar. I mean, you're in a place where you're not really supposed to be there. I know back then it was probably common with certain family businesses where there was potentially kids, you know, passing through, you know, because, you know, it's a different era, bro. Nowadays, bro, you know what I mean? Shit, I mean, you lose the bar, you lose your kids, you lose license, you know. It it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. At, At least not at that time it wasn't like that because we'd stay over there. We'd always be at my grandma's bar, like, I used to catch the bus just to go and like chill at the bar and shit. Like, like it it was cool, man. Uh, it was RTD, RTD, you know, yeah. RTD. Catch the eighty three, get off right there on Broadway and straight be right there. One bus, one bus to downtown and, and shit. You, and you would take it yourself. Yeah, yeah, easily. And and how was that area back then? <laughs> cutting through, you know, what I mean, Skid Road during then. Um, I mean, it was probably just normal. You were used to it. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. Like, I see it now, like, navigating through there, and I'm like, damn, this shit is crazy. It's fucked up, you know? Like, I try to, like, make sure my, my daughters ain't all through there and shit, but, like, I used to be young going through there. Like, it was, it was regular. But that, I mean, if that's all you know, then it's not foreign to you, but if... You know, like if you're used to something else and then you come into it, you'd probably be like, oh, shit, like, what's this? You know what I mean? But that's what we knew. And your and your grandma made uh, some good money from that bar. Only yeah, the, only my that grandma. Bar. Yeah, she had property. She owned the house, you know, like, 
we always had good cars. We always had good shit. Like, nobody never thought, like, we were poor. Like, I can't say I grew up poor, but I grew up in the hood. You know what I mean? But, like, I didn't grow up poor, like, fucked up or nothing. You grew up hood rich in a, in a, in a different type of way. I would say so. I yeah. mean, I, you know, when it was time for school, you know, we went shopping for school clothes, you know. When it was uh, holidays, like, like it was more like like when my grandma for holidays she would like give us like hey here you got five hundred bucks to go shopping at like Toys R Us type shit yeah like pick what you want like it wasn't like oh I'm gonna go see what I want like she would like come on let's go I'm gonna take you guys shopping you get like five hundred bucks each like see what you want so it was cool tell me a little bit about your grandma that you remember about Man. what kind of lady was she. Grandma's a good lady, man. She's a good lady. Miss my grandma. Like, what did she? What did? What did she teach you? Are there any things that she taught you besides, like, hey, if I get an A on the report card, I'm gonna get shipped <laughs> off? Or during the holidays, yeah, you know I mean, she's the one I want to be in the car with, you know. Um, well, we always used to be over there. Like, grandma used to, she used to look out. Like, she was a good lady, man. Like, was she? Was she like? Business, obviously she was business savvy, but she was she stern with you guys? Was she? Yeah, was she she, just, for sure. Nah, she was stern with us. She'd like to make sure that we were on point. She wouldn't like, um, she'd like to make sure like we were doing what we were supposed to do. Like she wasn't like, she wasn't no like, like people be on you about being a Jew and shit. Like <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my grandma's side is Polish, you know what I mean? So my grandma's side is Polish and then my 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 dad's side's Mexican, you know. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up more on my mom's side, but yeah, that's. Did you ever ever get any slack from that? Nah, not really. Nah, no. I, I don't. I don't Be- think because, so. Because because let's say this: in those times, your family was very respected in the neighborhood, like grandma, mom. Yeah, the I mean everybody. The surrounding cast, right? Every everybody around our or like we never had no real problems around my house. Like everybody knew what it was, you know what I mean. My mom, um, like I said, I grew up with like her homies there, so there wasn't like, you know, all the neighbors knew us. Like the neighbors right next door, like my stepdad, um, my stepdad's brother married like the neighbors so like we knew all like the neighbors and everybody right there so it was cool like i grew up with them like watching me like when my mom went to work and you know what i mean so it it was cool like i i don't know i never had no like uh like to me it wasn't bad growing up in the hood like i had i had a good life in the hood and shit you know so you're so as you're as you're you're getting older you know, now you got siblings coming in the picture. You know, you got your brothers, you got your sisters. Yeah. You know, and so how was it living in such a small house with so many siblings? And then on top of that, we, you know, it's a, it's kind of like a, you know, it's open house. It's a, you know, community spot, so to speak, right? Where people are always coming through because this is what it's been from the beginning. Your mom's cool with that. I mean, she... Did she really like let me a two part question. Did she really like the 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 social thing of just having an open door policy, so to speak? Just like, yeah, come on in, you know, or was she that social? I nah, well I can't say it was like open door, like there was just people there all the time because I mean there was different spurts of like like Cha- what was going on, you know what I'm saying? Like there's different chapters like 
and everybody's time and just like my mom working at different times like you know it so it, it would all depend like you know and, and, and then i used to time, be yeah. yeah i used to be out like i used to like chill down the street a lot like with with the homies and shit so that that's um like i had a i had a friend that lived down the street it was two brothers like gilbert and louis so i used to always be at their house they were like block away from me so i used to always chill with them and like all their family were from Clanton, so my my mom's from Clanton, so like they knew everybody, so it it was cool, like you know what I mean, like their their family were cool. I always like I was able to just like I didn't have to ask, hey, can I spend the night? Like I'm just crashing out, you know. And we still go to sleep, go to school in the morning, and like do what we have to do and shit. Damn, you had the you had the good the for kids, bro. You had the yeah. good life, bro. Like you could spend a night at the friend's house on the weekdays Always. and bounce to school. Yeah, yeah. That was a norm right there. I mean, to talk about back in those days, bro, when all the neighborhood kids knew each other and what were they doing? They playing outside. Yeah, they walking yeah. around, right? Go to the park on the, you know, go to the park on the weekends and shit, go to the pool and shit. Like, you know, I was in all like I was in all the sports in the park when I was a kid, you know. Like, my mom makes sure, like, whatever I was trying to do. Used to go play basketball. Used to uh, go play baseball. All, all in Highland Park. You know what I mean? Used to go back in the days to the to the pool on the weekends. Like, it, it was it was good times, man. Like, you know, I, I hear um, different people's stories and, and, like, where they grew up. And, yeah, like, for me, I never felt like I grew up, like, bad or... You know, like it was always cool, you know. Did you have ever, was there when you were during those times and there's a, you know, you're, a lot of people are going through their whatnot, you know, you know, your your mom, stepdad, gang related. I mean, it seemed like a lot of people are gang related. I mean, did, were, did you see an early on, uh, an early on pattern of, of a lot of police monitoring that area, police officers, well, police we, activity? Back in the day, like where where I grew up, I grew up right there, like York and Toledo, like by the McDonald's. Before it was Winchell's, so the next block was the Highland Park Police Department. So it was easily like the police are gonna be there for sure. You know what I mean? They back in that day, we, like now we have Northeast Police Department that caters to the whole area. Before we had the Highland Park Police Department, which I lived one block away from. So were they were they familiar with your house, your mom, your family? Well, back then they they'd be there. Well, they'd always be at Winchell's because it's a donut shop. You know how? Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people make fun like, "Oh, the cops are at the donut shop," but I mean, that's that's what it is. Like they used to be there all the time. Like, so you'd always see the cops, but like there wasn't. Um, I wouldn't say like back in them days, like. They didn't really mess with you like the way they mess with you now. Like they if you're doing your thing or like if you're in your yard and you're not like causing problems, like they weren't really like trying to run up in there and fuck with you or worry about what you had going on. At least to me as a kid, it didn't seem that way. Yeah, so you, you had know? you had no fear of them then. That, yeah. as a as a kid. Um well I mean, I during, knew, during that time, I knew I didn't want to get caught out like after curfew because they'd be on bullshit or like, you know, um, 
like I've always been an asshole, so like you know, I'll be writing on the wall and shit like that. You know what I mean? So, like before I got in the hood, I was a tagger, so we'd all write on the wall and shit like that. What so, tagging? What tagging crew were you from? I was from BSK. Tell me a little about BSK. BSK's you- um, Backstreet Kings. So it's it was like originated in Highland Park, Eagle Rock area. So, um. Like, yeah, most, I got into BSK, like, late, like, 89, early 90s type shit. You know, I was still, like, barely on the transitioning to going to, like, junior high. Okay. Yeah. And so what what made you want to get into this, this tagging crew, BSK? What attracted you to it? Well, that was a big tagging crew. I mean, they had the other tagging crews around at the time, but... What other, what other tagging crews were around at the time? Um... Like in the Highland Park area during that time, like, yeah, like like K and S, um, RIA. Um, they had different different ones that you know I was more familiar with, but like like I knew a lot of their K and S dudes, um, but BSK was like like the homies started getting into BSK, like the dudes I was around. So that that's where that's. That's where I went, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, how was it? How was it being such a, a, a we'll, we'll say, young pup, a young dude, right? Yeah. And and now you're from a tagging crew, BSK. I mean, was it empowering as a as a kid? You know, did you feel like, damn, I feel something, I felt like I, I, I belonged to something? I mean, were you longing to belong to to belong to something? Oh well. Before- or was it just your friends? Hey, this is what we're doing. Nah, well, before that, like, like we were making shit up because everybody had their own shit. So, like, we were trying to make our own shit up. We're like, oh, shit, everybody's tagging and writing on the wall. Like, we wanted to do that shit, too. Like, like I said, I grew up around gang members. So, like, growing up around the gang members, like, we were trying to emulate that shit early. Yeah. So, it was easily, like, like, we'd be trying to dress up, like, oh gangster even before like we knew what the fuck was cool like that it that that it ain't cool to be like that you know like we were trying to dress like gangsters when we ain't from nowhere you know what i mean it was a style yeah it was a style like everybody was on it you know what i mean so you know and i see it firsthand at the pad so you know yeah like they'll be trying to dress you up like the my mom's homies like you know different people around the hood try to dress you up like look i got them like you know, hooking you up and shit. So it was cool, you know. You see them wearing their hat, like, oh, let me have your hat. You know, young, just trying to, trying to fit in, trying to, trying to be cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you get into BSK, and you said at first you were just trying to like, you know, I guess you were just trying to fit in. Basically, what was it was in style and what everybody else was doing and your friends were doing. I mean, it's basically. You know, product of you just being a product of your environment. Yeah. Right? Well, know? I mean, BSK was like one of the the big tagging crews like in the Highland Park area. So, you know what I mean? And and like at that time, like he had to know how to like tag, like to be a tagger. So it was kind of crazy because like when I got into BSK, like I told you, my friends were uh, Gilbert and Louie and. They didn't know how to tag, so they couldn't get in and shit. So it was kind of crazy. It was like, kind of like, like we'd still chill, but like, 
you know because there was other tagging crews around there like but but like i don't know it was just it was just different you know what i mean people were trying to like to to find their lane you know what i mean so that's what i was doing like i was uh like i knew uh, i knew everybody in highland park like from being in the in the park being going to school like you know everybody knows each other so you know by the by junior high everybody's trying to figure out what they're trying to do you know and and from elementary i was already like trying to emulate the gang members you know what i mean like did you ever think about not uh, being something else than what was in front of you did you ever say like ah yeah i mean did you ever have any any dreams aspirations of being something else other than what was in front of you <laughs> i mean to be honest to be honest like bullshit to the side like like growing up like i wasn't like oh i want to be a gang member i'm like oh shit maybe i could be like a lawyer or some shit because you know lawyers make money and shit were you really thinking that yeah really yeah, that's really dope. thinking yeah. that shit you know i was like oh maybe be a lawyer or some shit like that but um like but in the that's like all the way in the back of the mind because other than that like we were like emulating trying to be like gang members you know what i mean like early on like like Cortez and like, you know, back then they had like the British Knights and all that shit, like, you know. Did you ever think that you could ever be anything else but what was in front of you? I mean, do you think that, I mean, you were like, this is just what it is. I mean, how hard would you have had to fought to be something else outside of what was inside of your house and outside the door, right? Like, um, that, I, like it was basically stacked against you to be anything else but what you became. Is that safe to say? Well, I mean, I think everybody has choices. I know a lot of people, like, it depends where you're at and stuff like that. But, um, like, growing up, like, I was just, like, always in the hood. Like, like, like once I got into BSK, like, like, my pad was the spot. Like, it was known, like, if you need to go look for anybody from BSK, like, pull up at the pad. There'll always be at least five to ten people there i always had at least three or four homies living with me so it wasn't about like you know everybody knew we were there you know at the time like acid was cool but sherm and that's what we were doing you well, know what was one of the first drugs that you uh you know that you tested out Shit, man i don't know i i wouldn't I don't know. I mean, I grew up like in the era with 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 everything was already there. It was like weed, like crack was there, like um acid, like I mean, we were doing everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, like I used to fuck with crack. That was my shit. You know what I mean? That's what I used to like, you know, but you, we you, used to you, do everything. Yeah. So, yeah. so your drug of choice in the beginning was crack. Well, early on, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, what did, what did you like about that feeling? That was just like the drug that was around everywhere. Yeah, no, I get you it. You know bro. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we'll smoke bud. Like, you know, a lot of people smoke pee dogs, or like we dip them. You know, make lovelies, do do all that shit. But like, like my at that time, like. 89 to 
maybe like 95, like my drug of choice was crack. Like I liked crack, like I fucked with it. But like we do everything though. Like we went for like maybe like 91 to like 93 just doing acid like every other day. Like we used to be on acid all the time. You know what I mean? But that was just like one of the drugs that we do. Yeah, because there was an abundance of everything. So it was everything. Like you go and get like big bag of weed for like forty bucks. You know what I mean? We had a dude in the hood. He used to like them little, the little trees that you get in the cars, like the little smell good trees and shit. He used to be like, "Hey, go steal me like all of these trees, and we'll give you fucking uh." We'll give you bud I'm like what that's all you want like, we go take all that shit you know what i mean car fresheners car fresheners that's Little what he trees. wanted yeah <laughs> he wanted that shit he wanted them car fresheners and then for, he didn't want he wanted new ones out the store yeah right? yeah. yeah new ones out the store but yeah. i mean that's what he wanted yeah. and, and we'd go get it like for a while there was dudes like the homie from tunerville like his family they wanted Parrots. We took all the parrots from the hood. Like, (laughs) 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 you know, so it was like, you know, you know, we had times stealing cars. Like we used to always have G rides in front of my pad, you know, play crash car derbies driving around the hood. Just. (laughs) Just kick in kick, other people's cars. In other people's cars, man. Not worried. My bad. <laughs> Not worried about any fender benders. Nah, we were. That's it was intentional. Like we were just, you know, crash car derbies all night, like chilling. I mean, it sounds like a. It sounds like a paradise. I know. Fuck. A paradise for just some fucking hooligans, bro, to do whatever the fuck they want. It's like a free for all, bro. How'd it's you like learn? Your, own, your own little world where there's no rules. I mean. Did you did, did you grow up feeling lawless or feeling well, above the law, so to speak? Well, at that time, I've been to juvenile hall, let's say, 17 times. Okay. But the most I've been there for was four months. Okay. So, but I've been there 17 times. So, like, it was like, ah. And, and for only, like, my last time I went there was for four months, you know? Well, the last time I went there, I got tried as an adult, and I went to the state. But the time before that, so it was always, like, slap on the wrist. So it wasn't, it never felt like, oh, shit, like, this is serious, and I might get in trouble. Like, like you know, I'll get in trouble. They'll call my mom to come pick me up. She'll come swoop me up, and then, boom, back at it. And what would mom tell you when she pick you up? Uh, she'll be mad, of course, because I she gotta come get me and all that extra shit. But you know what I mean, like it fucked up her day and shit. Like gotta come get you and shit. But like, like overall, like my mom understood. Like I said, we grew up like more being friends and shit. So she like understood where I was coming from. Like even now, like you know, my brother and sister, some of them they be like, like oh, mom. Mom likes you more than us and shit, but they're not understanding. <laughs> like me and my mom grew up like together, like cool, chilling, yeah. like you know. And was she always? She's always been someone, even back then, that you can talk to about anything. Yeah, Did you have an open? My mom's at my house right now. I brought her over here from Texas. She's at my house right now, chilling right now. But but back then, shout out to moms. Yeah. Um, 
back then though, did you did you feel like open to talk to her about anything? Like, hey, mom, what do you think about this? Or did you? I mean, did you ever bring situations I mean, to her to her plate? For and, the most part, my mom knew more or less what's going on with me, like all my life. You know what I mean? So you never had to say nothing because she was always just like. She kind of knew what was up. Like, it was never like, I mean, of course, like, you know, like, she don't know everything. Like, who's, you know, people got their brothers and sisters or wife that don't know everything about them. But, like, for the most part, like, me and my mom always been cool. So, it, it ain't never been to where, like, I feel like I got to hide something from her to, you know, like, hey, mom, this is what it is right now. And that's it. And. You know, she's always going to support me, man. Like, my mom got my mom got seven kids. My name's the only name tatted on her, you know? Like, <laughs> she's just, I mean, that's just what it was, you know? Shout like, out to the other six. You know? Nah, but, I mean, they know. <laughs> like, like my mom loves all of us, you know? It ain't, yeah. like, no, no extra shit. But, like, my mom's been dealing with me being, being who I am, like, my whole life. You know what I mean? So... That that's what she's been fucking with, you know, and like, you know, in juvenile hall seventeen times, like only your parents can come see you there. It ain't like anybody else can come. And I didn't grow up with my dad, so it's only my mom coming, you know. So it's my mom coming, you know. My grandma used to come when I was in YA, but you know. When at what point in your young criminal adult? Excuse me, your young adolescence. He's that, a criminal. <laughs> well, I can't say uh, like college. I mean, it can be considered some type of college, university of the streets, right? Um, what was a point in time? Because I know you're known for something, and everyone, someone's like saying, "Why are you asking him all these questions?" And I told Rick, I said, "Rick, I'm gonna give you, uh, you know, a real interview." They're like, I? "You already know him. What are you asking him a bunch of dumb shit for?" Him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I I, 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 yeah. I I seen in my peripheral. I seen one of those, but yeah. it's it's okay. Um, this is for the ones that that are tuning in for the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time, or the first time for Rick, right? Um, but what was the point in time when you said, "Hey, I got to make some money," you know? And you found out. I mean, how did you make the money? Well, like back in the days, like. Um like I said, my, my house was always, like, uh, the spot. Like, everybody would come through, like, you know. they come through to chill, come through to just, you know. I mean, everybody that knows any spots, I mean, uh, uh, like, where you can come and just chill. Like, you know, you're chilling, you're drinking, you're getting high, you're doing whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? So, shit, back in the days, everybody used to be coming. I'm like, damn, everybody's here fucking around, getting high, like... You know, so for a while at first I'd I'd go and I'd be the guy like, oh, I'll, I'll go grab it for you and pull up at different spots and grab whatever they wanted. And then I'm like, shit, hold on. If I, I got it, I ain't got to go no more. <laughs> so I just started having it. And I at first I started faking like I got to go get it, you know. So I'd be like, oh, I'll be right back. And they're just going chill in the alley for a little bit and then come back. And then after that, I'm like, nah, fuck it. I got it. It's right here. You know? Did it start off with as, as crack? Yeah, it started off crack. And how, yeah. how was, how crack was it? Crack and Sherm. Crack, crack and Sherm. 
And at, yeah. the sa- at the same time, at the time, you're smoking crack, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how was it selling crack back then? I mean, how 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 hard was it to sell crack? Or how it wasn't hard was at it? all. That okay. shit sold itself. Yeah. Like, that shit was all day. Like, I mean. How much money were you making? Like, I mean, not how much money you were making, but, like, were you, was, sometimes when you're getting high off something, it, it, it could be but potentially hard I, to make nah, a lot. I was never that dude. I was always, I mean, I, I'm not going to, that's why I'm not going to tell you, like, I didn't get high. But everybody knows, anybody that knows me from the hood or from any other hood and around us, they they know. Like, I've always been known for having money in the hood, you know? Back to, like, when I first got in the hood. Like, I was in the hood with a bunch of gold chains, like, selling ounces a day in nickels, dimes, 20s, like, in everywhere in different spots. Who taught Who taught you how to do that? Nobody taught me that. I taught myself that shit. You taught yourself Yeah. It's a demand. If, if that's what you need, I got it. You know? Back in the days, that's what it was. Like, you know, like, whatever you need. If you need it, I can get it. You want a motherfucking IROC right now? We're going to go and get that shit. You know? You need a TV? We're going to go and get that shit. You know? Whatever you needed at that time, like, we you, like we were there. They were at the pad. Like I said, I had had my little back room at the pad in the hood, and I've always had four or five people there, and, like, we'd just be chilling all day. So, like, all right, we go on missions and shit. Like, hey, we're going to go. Back in the days, it was pullouts, so we started stealing pullouts, started robbing houses. We started doing all that shit. Like, we were there doing all that shit. Like, there was not a... Like Rodney King riots, we were looting, we were doing all that shit. You know what I mean? There was not no time that we missed anything going on. You know what I'm saying? So we, you're talking about supply and demand. We're talking about that. And I mean, how did you get to be able to manage money like that? I mean, you taught yourself. I mean, you're known for the dude that was, you know, smoking a little crack, had a big sack of crack, but you had all this gold on you. Yeah. You know, how, and it's 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 easier said than done. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's I easier, mean, we've seen why, plenty but, of but, people do it but and it, try. And, but it came easy to you. Is that safe to say? Um, Selling dope, it came easy to you. Well. And making money. I mean, that, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, shit, I did it. Like, and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, did you realize you were good at it? Like, some people go go to a public basketball court, they get a pickup game of basketball, bro. And you know what I mean? They score everybody. everybody. Yeah, they score yeah. everybody, bro. Like, what was I mean, the biggest like number you served? And you're like, oh fuck, I'm doing it. No, that was later. That in was life. yeah. Let's yeah. We'll, let's get we'll get. But we'll, like back in those days, it it like it came easy to you. Is yeah, that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you and, know, and was it because people like dealing with you? I mean, what what do you think? Because well, sometimes look, people don't want to deal with I, the dealer. I think this mm. is what it is. I think by by me getting high, I can understand what somebody's coming trying to do. So you you want big pieces? You want like like with crack? You want big piece? Like if you're getting dippers, you want that shit dipped right. Like you don't want nobody getting over on you. So I didn't have no problem showing everybody love to bring me your business. Uh, so I'm going to give you the best 
anybody's going to give you for sure if you come my way. And so you figured that out at an early mm. age because I've been in positions in my life where I was getting high. I had a sack, bro. You know what I mean? And it's shit, I'm a, you might be a couple points underneath the fucking teeter-totter scale, dog, because I'm getting high, bro. But nah. obviously, I didn't, That maybe that was my dope fiend manias at the time. But you always were able to keep a clear head and understand the game and I say, th- you know what? Do you get what for, I'm saying? I think for me, it was more like, um, like I like the money more than the high. Okay. So the money was the high. Yeah. I, I, after, even when I got out after, the money was the high for sure. But I think at that time, it was it was the same way, but I didn't understand it at the time. Because I knew, like, like even, like, I used to say, sell dope with the homies from Rose Hill back in the day in their projects. Like, I'll be in their projects with them, slinging dope. All of us taking turns, you know what I'm saying? And, um, like, a lot of people used to like to fuck with me because, like, I was giving them double ups, like, you know what I'm saying? And and just because I'm getting high, I'm not getting high off of what you're buying from me. Like, I got enough on me to make sure you get what you're going to get, you know, and be cool still. So I always made sure you got your money's worth. Because I understood how it was to be out here in the street getting that money. Okay. So I think that's that's what was different maybe about me selling drugs. That I understood at that time, like, okay, cool, I want to get high. Yeah. But if I keep these people coming back, when they want to get high, they're going to come to me. And... I'm gonna give them what they got, what they got coming, you know what I'm saying, or even a little more, because I want them to keep coming over here. Because the more they come, the more money I'm gonna make. You know what I'm saying? And so, when was the point of time that you realized that you're saying, "Damn, like I'm, I'm pretty good at this. People are coming to me, and I got I got a fat wad in my pocket." Like, how did you start? Did you start kind of like, I mean, did you respect the money, or did you? Did it make you care less about the money because you were making it so easy? You get, nah, I always cared about the money. I mean, because, you know, I mean, money is what it is. Money makes the world go round. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of a lot of people that got money, they'll be like, oh, fuck money. That shit don't make you happy. That don't, like, come on now. You're saying that because you got it, you know? Ask the broke motherfucker on the corner asking for some money. They're going to tell you, nah, money means a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you know how to utilize it, you know. So if you're utilizing it in the right way, money's always great, you know. Like, of course, yeah, money ain't everything. Okay, we understand that. But without no money, you ain't going to be able to eat. You ain't going to be able to live. You ain't going to be able. You're going to be out on the street doing some crazy shit, trying to get some money to eat and live and do all that other shit, you know. So when you have money... If you're making money work for you, then you're good. You know? Hey. People don't make money work for them. They be working for the money. You got to make the money work for you. I read a book that said that, bro. It's real shit. You got you to learn how to make the money work for you and you not to make work. You not to work for the money. But that's real and shit. And you learned that at a young age. You understood that at a young age. Uh, I would like to think so. I mean... 
I mean, I'm sure as far back as you can remember, you've never heard about me like, oh, this fool's out here like tripping and not not making it happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. From just all the way back. Like, I've always knew how to, to make money, you know? So that's what I was on, you know? I was always trying to, to make my money make money, you know? Like I said, I used to be over there and, and making money, dog. That's what I was on. You know, I, it, like I liked I liked at that time to get high, but I didn't like it more than having money. So I think a lot of people like to get high more than they like having money. You like the money more. Did you, uh, were you always known to take care of your family with yeah. that money? Yeah, for sure. Everybody was, knows. Was, was that always in the back of your mind, like some of this money's got to go to my family? I mean, not in that way. Not like, oh, I got to make sure like 10% goes to my family or no shit like that. But I've always tried to, like, if I'm good, like, like I try to make sure my family's good, my, my homies are good, people I care about are good, you know? Like, I've never been greedy, man. I see people being greedy and shit and that shit. That shit gets me like, come on now, you know? You're going to be greedy today, and then what happens next year when you ain't got no money and everybody just knows you for being greedy, you know? You're always going to be you, but you ain't always going to have money, you know? So, you know, like when I got out, all the homies looked out. Everybody looked out for me, you know? In one, one shape, form, or another, like different people looked out. That's just because I've always showed love. When I was in jail, I didn't never like, like, oh, I'm in here doing bad. I don't have a soup. I'm doing bad. Like, I was always doing good. You know, I know how to make money. I knew how to manage my money. You know, like, it just matters what you have and learning how to manage it. Manage money is important. How, do your, how did your siblings, your brothers and sisters, feel about you, like, back in those days, bro? How did they see you? Um, How do you think they saw you? I don't know. I I mean, I think my brothers and sisters don't look at me like like a scumbag or no shit like that. You know, I've always been cool with them. Like, you know, uh, all my family, I, I fuck with my family, you know. I've always been there for my family as much as I could be. You know what I mean? Like, like in, in any way, not just money. Like, if they need me to be over there, like, I'll pull up, you know, like. You know, some people think just because they have money, okay, just send me some money. Like, nah, like, I'll pull up, you know, family events, something's going wrong, I'm pulling up, like, any of that shit. Like, I'll be there, you know. Sometimes your time means more than money, and a lot of people don't understand that either, you know. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's yeah. A, that's, a, that's a jam being dropped right there. Um, So, BSK... Tagging crew that you're from gets in the Highland Park. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Big ass tagging crew gets in the Highland Park. So how does how does your life change now from being a tagger to now being a Highland Park gang member? Shit. I mean, it was just a I mean, for real, look, I was the last one to get in the hood. Like I was the last one. Like my pad was a spot. Like everybody knew about my pad being the spot. But like, 
when everybody like started like, hey, we're all gonna get into Island Park. Like I was one of the last ones to get in. Like I was, I was like, like um, hesitant. Not, uh, not really hesitant. I was just like didn't really understand the move. Like, 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 like I said, I was the younger one, so I was the youngest at the time. So everybody started getting older in age. They were going to the county, and it was just different from them being taggers in the county. For me, I'm still going to juvenile hall. So when people were talking about this or that, like that shit didn't affect me. In regards to the gang stuff in juvenile halls, this well, juvenile hall is you know it's whatever you're doing, and you know it, it's just a different aspect than the county jail. Yeah, it's a different so, animal. Yeah, it's a different animal. So. Like, like when we got into Highland Park, like, shit, though, we got in more people deep. I, I would think than than um, Highland Park was. Yeah. So, it wasn't like, like, um, it was just different, man. Like for me, I was one of the last ones. I was living with my stepdad at the time in Hollywood, so. All the homies started telling me, like, hey, fool, we're going to get into Highland Park. I'm like, what? Why? Like, why don't we just stay BSK? You know, because we were already on, you know, that's that's around the time when everybody was on the, the tag banging and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So we were already riding like we were a gang, you know, body of BSK, riding that shit on the wall. Like, that's what it was. Like, they already called me Droops from BSK. Like, it wasn't like something like oh well, we got to figure out a gang name for you you know like uh, that's really what it was because everybody already was all the taggers at that time were starting to transition into tag banging so we were already like all right cool this is what it is you know but a lot of the homies started going to the county and just dealing with different people in the hood so that's what they did. So, like, honestly, like, once I got in the hood, it was just different as far as, like, now I'm from Highland Park. But other than that, like, a lot didn't change. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. You were already in motion yeah, with the it, whole business. It, it was already, like, that's what it was. And, like, um, like, I grew up in the hood. So, like, you know, I had friends from from both sides. Like, you know, we had... I would say, like, maybe, like, 10 of the guys from BSK, like, got into, like, our enemies, and then the rest got into Highland Park. So, like, you know, but we grew up with, with everybody. We grew up with Highland Park. We grew up with Avenues, Dogtown, like, being in the hood. You know, those were, like, the the main gangs in the hood, you know? So that's what it was, you know? So you said that... Uh you said going to in and out of the uh, juvenile hall 17 times. You said the last time you went to the halls, you went in for four months, got tried as an adult. No, I, I went in for four months. I got a, I seen your ass in there, but uh, and his ass over there too. <laughs> but like, yeah, like my my last time I did I did the four months. I got out for nine days, and then I came back and I. I got tried as an adult. I think I've seen you in those nine That's days. That's what I there. was telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We were chilling. We were chilling them During nine days. Those nine days. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. We were. Yeah. That's when we were. Uh, oh, we were playing uh, yeah. baseball at the park. Yeah, that's when. That's when it was. <laughs> <laughs> you um, remember it different from me then. <laughs> <laughs> I like to block out bad memories. <laughs> I make up my own past. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. not what happened. Said, oh, this guy got a whole different story than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you were out for those nine days, and you go back in. What'd you go back in for? I went back in for a robbery. Okay. I went back in for robbery at the time. Um, I got out. Um, before I went to jail, I had a I had like uh, like a bunch of guns in the hood, you know. So I got out thinking like I still got a bunch of guns in the hood. So when I come home, I don't have no guns in the hood. So I'm like, what the fuck. You know, and I'm used to being out there, like, running around in the hood. So I finally get my hands on a gun. So I'm, like, now I'm, like, one of the only ones with a gun in the hood. So, like, everybody's coming to me, like, hey, we're doing robberies, this and that. Like, let me borrow your gun. I'm, like, hell nah. Like, I'm using this shit to shoot. You know, I have people <laughs> and shit. Like, I don't want to be out here without a gun. Like, I'm riding on the ball. I'm out here shooting. Like, I need my gun, you know? So a couple of times I lend it out. Like, here, man, just come back. And they came back, but, like, sometimes I'm like, damn, are they going to come back or not? Like, I want to go riding on the wall and shit. Like, I like to ride on the wall. So I was like, fuck. So, like, that time I was like, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to go with you guys. Come on, let's go. Let's go. I'll go with you. And we end up going and, and uh had had us on videotape robbing the store and shit, so we got busted for it the next day. So it was all bad. That's when I got tried as an adult. Okay, next we, that's the next day. That's a quick turnaround. So you got your uh, what your house raided the next day? Nah, we were uh, we went. We robbed the store. Then I go about my my way. I go do my shit, you know, because like I said, I wasn't. I wasn't robbing shit at that time. Like, that that's not me. I was selling drugs. So I had drugs. I'm selling drugs. The homies come to borrow the gun. I don't I don't want to just lend it to them because I got somewhere to go. So I'm like, well, come on, I'll go with you. So we go. We go to one store. They're about to, like, that dude acting like he's going to shoot us. So I'm like, oh, shit. So we go to the next store, rob that motherfucker. Go back, continue our day. Then the next day, we go to a ditching party. We're in a ditching party in the hood. I'm on a Vista. And we're leaving. I'm about to go home because I've been, been, it's been a long motherfucking nine days since I've been out from juvenile hall. So I'm like, I'm going to go, you know, show some time at home real quick. So I'm about to go home. The cops end up chasing us in front of the park. I run back to the ditching party. The cops pull us all out of the ditching party. I was riding all over the wall, so I'm thinking, damn, they got me for riding on the wall. Like, it's all bad. And nah, they're like, oh, you look like a guy from a robbery yesterday. So it was really all bad. Like, they got me for that shit, you know? So you went in. How much time they give you for that robbery? They first, came, it was your first time as an adult, correct? That was my first time as an adult, but I was in juvenile hall, so... I went to juvenile hall. They tried me as adult, and uh, I ended up getting a deal for five years with eighty five percent. 
that's when they first started the three strikes. So they gave me a strike and um, 85% of five years. Did you ever hit the county jail? I went to the county after I got out. I, I went straight from juvenile hall straight to, uh, I went to juvenile hall. They they uh, sent me to YA, uh, to Norwalk, SRCC. And uh, I went there with, a, with an adult number, but uh, YA didn't accept me. So I went back and they tried, so they said they were going to send me to prison. But I thought, see, I went to YA acting like an asshole, right? Because I was figuring at that time, everybody was getting halftime. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to get these five years. I'm going to go with halftime and then I'm going to be good. I'm going to get out quicker because at that time, everybody that was active going to YA, they were maxing out their number. Yeah. So I went to YA being an asshole, like fighting with everybody and trying to like get in trouble so that they didn't want me. So they sent me back. They said, all right, we're going to train as an adult. So they gave me my five years. With half, I went to Wasco. In Wasco, they sent me back to court in absentia and added on the 85%. Damn, that's cool. <laughs> that's a cold shot. Damn, yeah, bro. so I thought I would be out like in 97, and I got busted in 95, but I ended up getting out in 2000. I did the whole five years. How was it going to prison for the first time? I mean, you're around, growing up, you're around all these dudes that are, you know, probably potentially out of the penitentiary, you know. So you're familiar You're familiar with uh, probably a lot of cats, you know, that come out, you know, the penitentiary. I don't mean to repeat myself. Yeah. But uh, how was it for the first time going to prison? Well, um, they, they came and picked me up, and um, I was still in Central Juvenile Hall, so they came to Central Juvenile Hall, picked me up, and um, they took us to L.A. County. So we waited on the bus while everybody got filled up. They filled up the rest of the bus, and then they took us straight to Wasco. So I went straight from Juvenile Hall to Wasco. Like, me and and one of the homies, uh, I believe his name's Weasel from Paramount, we went same day, just me and him. Like, straight from never been to motherfucking uh, county jail at all. You know, in 95, we went straight to uh, Wasco. So that shit was new to us. It was like, it was a whole different... Uh, was it exciting? Was it an adventure? I mean, what was going through your mind at the time? Was going through my shit. I, I was going over there with a gang of bud and, and crank and all kind of shit. I was strapped up. So I was like, we gonna be good. Like this is gonna be nice. For real. <laughs> like, you know, like I was tripping like with 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 thinking like 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 it's gonna be crazy because like I said, I've only been been to um to juvenile hall and the longest I ever did before that was four months. So when they gave me them five years, I was like, damn, I ain't never going to get out. Like, this is going to be forever. It felt like a, like, it felt like yeah, a life sentence. Hell huh? yeah. For, I was, I was 17, and they told me I'm going to get out like five years. I was like, fuck, this shit's going to be bad, you know? And then I'm still thinking, like, I ain't too bad. Like, I'll be out like when I'm 20. I, I was thinking I was going to get out 
at 20 because I thought I was going to get out in 97 with the halftime. So when I'm in Wasco, they come and tell me like, nah, we're changing your shit to 85% because the judge couldn't give you that deal. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, how does that work? It's probably illegal. Now it's probably deemed illegal, right? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I can they just said, no, no pro tunk that this is what it is. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, the, the counselor was like, hey, how much time do you think you got? I'm like, shit, I got five years with a year credit with this, that. You know, I thought I was good. And he's like, hell no, nah, you got 85%. You got this. So... Yeah, it, it it was a that shit opened my eyes. I was like, oh shit! And then I got there like, like right when uh, the Bulldogs broke off from from the Northern, so like they were with us. But like, I didn't know nothing about like North South. Like I knew we we're homies. I knew that you know, hey, you're gonna go go up South Side, you know, Sureño, all that stuff. But I didn't know. Like, I knew everybody with 14 except Clanton or the other side, you know. So pulling up to Wasco, there was a bunch of bulldogs that were now, like, basically on our side. So it was, like, it was kind of crazy. Like, it was just something very new to me. Like, you know, and I went from being around kids to men in one day. Like, they just put me out there the same day. Like, here, here you go. In the unit, so you know. How did how, besides adapting? How did you adapt? I mean, was it gradually, or did you just fucking nah full force, same day? Like full this force. is what it is, you know. And I I went in there just feeling like, all right, fuck it, this is what it is, you know. Like I didn't have a choice. Was it, it was it intimidating? I, I I wouldn't say it wasn't because I I always felt like I'm the shit, so like I'm not gonna be like. Like, I, I never felt scared to go anywhere, scared to do nothing or anything like that, you know? No, I, no nervousness? Of course, everybody's okay, always okay, nervous, okay. but, like... I was just... That was that was a robot nah, chest. Nah, nah. I'm just... <laughs> I'm I'm just, like... Like, I mean, everybody's going to be nervous. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm going up there thinking, like, like, fuck, I'm straight from Juvenile Hall. I didn't even get to get a taste of the county jail. They just sent me straight over. Because to, usually county jail is just, it's, it's kind of like a primer. It primes you for the big house. Yeah, you know, we didn't once, get none of that. And once you get to the county jail, shit, you could go anywhere. And then nah. you, you could really like build your confidence up and be like, shit, I got this shit, dog. We didn't what get you none of that. We were, yeah. just in, we were just in juvenile hall talking like, oh, shit, we're going to go to the county. So, like, you know, I thought I was still going to go to the county before I went. I went to the pen, but... They were like, nah, you're going straight like to the pen today. And I was like, oh, shit. So, you know, we're talking to the homies on the county bus, and they're like, ah, don't trip. You guys are good. We got you guys. You know, it's all good, you know. But, you know, shit, that, it was just from from waking up in the morning, and I'm in juvenile hall to in the night, I'm in Wasco. You know, during, during the, I want to ask you this question, bro. During that time, I mean, did you? Did, was there any of the older homies that you can remember? And you don't got to name no names or nothing like that. But uh -huh. they, they put you under the wing and gave you that clecha. You know what I mean? They gave you that like, that love, that like, hey, little homie, check it out, bro. You know what I mean? Do, do you like remember? over there, like in in uh, when you hit the state, Wasco? Well, they put me right in with everybody else. So like, my my first like Sally right there, he was from Maravilla. Mm -hmm. 
So the boom, they put me right in. Boom, here you go. Here's your first Ellie. You know, and he's an older dude and early 40s or some shit, you know. So me, I, I had just turned 18 in, in Norwalk. So I'm like, fuck. Like, you know, and he's like, hey, bro, this is what it is. This is this is what it's going to be. And then I'm like, all right. Well, hey, look, I got this shit, you know, and I had a bunch of shit. So, like, you know, I had money on me because we were doing it in in, in East Lake. Shh. I had that shit my way. Like I was, I was the man over there. Like I was doing it. Like nothing changed from the street. Like, you know. So you were, you were slanging in East. Yeah, Lake. I was slanging in East Lake. Like that shit was. It was cool. So like, I had a bunch of money on me. I had a bunch of weed. I had a bunch of crank because they didn't even have glass back then. It was crank. Good shit. So yeah, I had a bunch of that shit. I had all that shit on me. So I'm asking the homie like. Hey, what can we do here with some money? He's like, money? Fuck, you got some money at, you know? And I'm like, shit, I got money. I got I got all this shit. Like, what's up? So, you know, like, he just started, like, putting me up on game. And there was different homies there, like, you know, like when you come out to yard and, you know, running into different people that, that um, now that are getting me ready because now they're understanding, like, oh, shit, this little fool came straight from juvenile hall. And then I'm coming to a jail where ain't nobody got no drugs, and I'm the only guy there with drugs, you know? So everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, uh -huh. where do you get drugs at, you know? Turn that bitch yeah. into a party, huh? Turned it up, you know? <laughs> fucking jack-off fest, fucking 95, you know? dog. But that's, <laughs> they still had, you know, they still had tobacco, though, at that time. So, uh, like, everybody's smoking. Bugler, baby. Yeah. yeah, you know? Shit, I stayed smoking them buglers. The the buglers came the what they have the tops the or tops, whatever in yeah. the in the fish kit you know they oh, would come in the fish yeah, kit right. yeah they would come uh, in the fish kit damn. so it, it, they still had all that shit cracking off fool so you know it was just different like like uh, the homies putting you on game dog like getting you ready to go you know so they were everybody's trying to oh well maybe you'll do this or you might this and let's explain to some of these guys what a fish kit is. Fish kit is um like when you when you first get to a jail, they give you like a razor, soap, like and all the necessities like toiletries is in your fish kit. But at that time, they'd give you tobacco too because tobacco was like part of the deal. Necessity. Like yeah, that was a necessity. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They would give you tobacco, so like it it was a necessity. You know, I wonder why they 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 named it a fish kit. Even though it kind of makes sense if you think about it, a fish kit. If you're going fishing, you need a you need a tackle box. You need a fish kit. I mean, a fish kit could be considered. I mean, the, the worm hook, fucking yeah. Bop, 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 you know, I mean, the means to survive, right? You know, what I mean, you know, in a rural area, you're like a new <laughs> fish out the sea or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, know? that makes sense too. Yeah, yeah, fish kit. I mean, they call the new dudes fish. Yeah, they you know? say you're fish, so it's yeah. a fish kit. A fish you know? kit. It's yeah. Here. There Boom. You go. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. when you come in new. You come in, yeah. The, they'd be like, "Hey, the new fish are here." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and all the fucking shower sharks poke yeah. their head out the shower. There I am with my hood? dick in my hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> there goes Lucky. On one, little tight cakes, just right. No, um, <laughs> sorry for that, guys. Not like that. I promise you. I just like to talk shit. Um, 
such a such a and those those times too. Let's let's talk about those times, bro. Because they still had uh, they had the grand slams on Sundays. That everything that grand shows. slam. What what is a grand slam? Every Sunday in the penitentiary during these times, people would look forward to Sundays because they would serve you a breakfast called the grand slam, and it was the best breakfast of the entire week. It was Sunday's breakfast, and I don't care if you got if you malias. I mean, whatever you're going through, bro. You're going through heartache, heartbreak from a fucking bad wee letter you got in the mail, bro. <laughs> you gonna make it to Grand Slam breakfast every Sunday because they, they, man, they would really make it a Grand Slam breakfast. Like it was a Denny's breakfast, bro, back then. Hey, I used to really like the um, the coffee cake with the. Ooh. I like the coffee cake. With the oatmeal on it? Yeah, with the oatmeal with the uh, peanut butter. Oh. Fire, dog. That's Man. the one I like. I like more than anything. I like that or even the SOS. The SOS used to be so fire. I, I came out trying to look for the SOS, and I was like, ah, they don't make this shit like this. Like, I like the jail SOS way better than the, the what is it, Denny's or IHOP or... That SOS was fire. Well, you know, you're just in luck, bro. Right. Open the door. Let the police yeah. in, bro. Whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got a warrant we for your are. arrest, sir. <laughs> you're out. Here you go. You're you got back. a warrant for your arrest, they sir. They got that shit in there no more All right, like don't that. let them in then, dog. Right, lock them back out. Lock, lock them, them back, back out, out. dog. <laughs> um, SOS was good. It was oh, fire. She was good. I, I mean, these are shit. things that people remember. Um, yeah. And so from Wasco, where do you go? From Wasco, I went to Jamestown. I was supposed to, um, I went to Jamestown. I was supposed to go to the uh, level two because I had uh, 22 points. So they overrode me to the level three because I was too young. And they were like, nah, we don't want to put you down there. We want to try you out over here first. Damn, that's a cold shot, bro. That's what they did. He's too young, so let's put him on a higher power yard. That's what they did. Even though those two yards back then fucking rocked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but but it was cool because they they sent me they sent me to the dorm in Jamestown, and um, they still had weights. They still had all that shit on the yard. Like it was still like like back in the day. So it blew my mind how big dudes were on the fucking yard, bro. No, they had weights. They had weights in these yards. They would have a fucking fence around it. A lot of them had fences yeah, around yeah, the weight. Yeah, this one had a fence around too. the weight pile, and you had to show your ID. Uh, I think you maybe you had to be. Uh, nah, they didn't really trip. But not in Jamestown, they didn't trip okay. over there. Anyways, the A two B and A one A. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. that, bro. And I, I could be, I could be thinking wrong, bro. Yeah. But you go in the weight pile. What was it? Hourly unlocks in the weight pile, maybe. Nah, uh, the, this one was. It, it James was in and out. It was cool. Yeah, it was like whenever you want to do type shit. Okay, well, it was pretty cool. The first penitentiary I had was Susanville, bro. So they 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 were just like there was a lot of bulldogs there. There was a ton of North Daniels. Half the yard was North Daniels. Yeah, bro. we had the Fuck, same and, shit. And that's and that's when you can flag your colors and shit too. Yeah. And so like <laughs> you know, like, North, you know who was who. You knew who was who because the North Daniels would be they the red finals would be fucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then over here you'd see, you know, and, and then and then the Northaniels, bro, they all had the fucking the the ducktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the and, same shit and, over and, there. And they, would, and they would roll their PIA pants up, you know, like cuff them up with the I don't know, they just had their own little stilo and shit, you yeah. know. And then they were the there, hom- they knew. Yeah, and then the homies had their own stilo too. And then the Bulldogs were there at the time too. And the Bulldogs, I they they were, you know, some of them there, they were just like they had a little bad taste in their mouth because I don't think they 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 may have not liked uh I don't know, bro. There might have been just some different emotions going through them in 
regards to being in the Ronfla with us or whatever. But anyways, so you go to you go to Jamestown. They override you to the three yard. How was the three yard right there? The three yard was pretty cool, man. Like uh, I was in the gym for maybe like a little less than a month, and uh, one of the homies from Orange County came. He was from La Colonia, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm looking for a celly. I got all this shit hooked up in the pad, like." What's up? Who got some time? Like, want to come? I'm like, shit, right here. You know? So I went with the homie and shit, and it was cool. He was a good dude. Good dude, man. Like, you know? Got got to see about that cell life. And, and for real, like, from there, my points just kept going up. Like, like I ended up going to a level four from right there. But, yeah, it, I liked cell living. I didn't like the gym. So, like, when they, like, ran the game down to me, like, hey, this is what it is, like, I actually got got a shot on purpose, like, to stay in the, in the level three. Because I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll just stay here and I'll be cool. Because you got used to the cell living, you don't yeah. want to go down to the two-yard where it was dorm where living. Where dorm living, yeah. yeah. So, like, I got a shot on purpose, like, to stay in the uh, cell living and then it just, you know. And what kind of program did you run? Hey, Nick, can you do me a favor, though? Can you give me that bottle of Patron over there? Or uh, Don Julio, please? You know what? I got to take a piss. Let's take a quick break, break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, quick we'll break, and we'll be that. right back, guys. Hoodstock's podcast is also brought to you by Origin Bakery Equipment. Your one-stop shop for all your bakery and equipment, restaurant equipment needs. Home base to wholesale, commercial bakeries, new and used equipment. Check it out. Follow them on Instagram at Origin Bakery Equipment LLC. Or you can pull up on them in the city of South Omani at 10441 Rush Street. Peep game. If you need commercial bakery equipment, these are our guys, and now these are your guys for the best prices. Hey, tap in. Hoodstocks Podcast is also brought to you by Apish OG. Apish OG. Apish OG. Everybody say it with me. Apish OG. Follow them on Instagram at Apish underscore OG. You can buy it at OG Nation in the city of Maywood. Come get your flower edibles. One-stop shop for all your needs. Yes, sir. Hoodstocks Podcast is brought to you by Lux Tattoos. No, it's not me. It's Lux. Lux Tattoos. I don't tattoo, but Lux Tattoos. Follow them on Instagram at Lux, L-U-X-X, underscore tattoos, underscore A. A lot of these cats have gone Hollywood. They were raised in a holy, beautiful home, structured with all the beautiful things. Man, tattoos originates from the streets, so make sure you get tattooed from somebody that's from the streets. Lux Tattoos. Love you guys. We out. Let the ceremony begin. Countless battles, I walk with no shadow yeah. Desert in sandal, the ghost with the candle Woo. King of all crowns, rip the rattle off serpents Blood, I thirst, since I am the worst ah. Follow your footsteps, you have no footprints I am the surface, you worthless purpose The moon, the stars, I'm connected to darkness Heads of marksmen, I've hunted the farthest Village of troops, run atop the roofs Black Sunday service with Holocaust roots Homo Kabbalah, black magic and balas These AKs and hollows will leave you forgotten Woo. This bottomless season, you look 
looking for me. The Mussolini go dive in the world. Can I stop it? I'm legend. Remember me? Give this since birth, you were delivered in a hearse. Your mother and your father trade your soul for a curse. I'm a soldier, coming at you like a locomotive. Woo! Never knew I never gave the culture. Servants at the tabernacle potion. The devil made my father little spirit set beside me. My mother was a slave to three witches on the island. Ever cheat death? Uh. Ever wake up and can't catch one breath? <laughs> Master of obstacles, the Nostradamus. I structure the continent, the director of operas. I swing my arms. I move the seas, I change the weather, 500 degrees, the god of chaos, I shed no pity, come over for the seance, hey kitty kitty, the ruler of your conscience, yeah, in your head I'm a monster, uh. take control of all your options, yeah, there's no way you gonna stop this, uh -uh. the ruler of your conscience, yeah, yeah, where you gonna stop uh. this, yeah, Godfather, read the word it on me. In other words, we're bosses and foreigners. Superintendents, chief of command. Take a damn good sniff of that white shit. White girl wasted on that like a white bitch. fucking with you, dog. I ain't racist. Put a bandana on my head and make me rich. Chuck Taylor's big bag of bomb bitch. You roll around the hood, no good, nameless. My ancestors built this, we are ancient. LA, I bleed blue to the plane head. It's a lit fit for crash landing. Stove top stays hot, no break glassing. No wrong, red rum crushing your ass. I organize hits in orderly fashion. Like Thor, my hammer hits the floors crashing. The damage I do leave your crew dismantled. This me, I don't give a fuck, I'm an asshole. I've learned to embrace it, the king is standing. Just curving cases till shit changes. I'ma keep doing dirt till I get paper. If there's a million over there, I'ma learn the language. In your head, I'm a monster. Yeah, yeah. Take control yeah. of all your options. Like, subscribe. There's no way you gonna stop this. All that good shit. The ruler of your conscience. There's yeah. no way you gonna stop this. The ruler of your conscience. We got a banger right here for you guys. In your head, I'm a monster. Blockbuster Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Casey. We're back. Hit that magical button. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. I hope you guys are enjoying this, man. This has been a highly anticipated uh, podcast that me and Rick Droops we've been talking about for a cool minute, and um, I'm glad that just on the spur, just like <laughs> on the fly, right? on the on the fly, we you know, Rick stepped up. Our guest fell out. Matter of fact, this was supposed to be for Jules right here. Stizzy, shout out to Stizzy, our sponsor, Stizzy. We're gonna give that to Rick. Good looking. I think Good there's a card Stizzy. in there. What does what does a card say? Let's. Let, this is how dope Stizzy is, real quick. This is Stizzy looking out for jewels, but yeah. she didn't want to come. What does it say, dog? <laughs> it says, "Hope you enjoy this care package. It's some of the team's favorites. Stay Stizzy, Stizzy team." Shout out to our sponsor, Stizzy, man. We love you guys, man. What's I'll in there? What's in I'll the bag? Like there's a bunch this. of good things in there. I'll tell you like this, Stizzy. I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy this. So good looking out. Yeah, there's a bunch Ooh, of good the stuff. Rosin, the rosin the rosin fucking cartridge. Rosin cartridges. I ain't gonna lie, I took two things out of it. Motherfucker. <laughs> 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 we knew it. Right? Well, no, I gave it. I'm not gonna I, show I, the rest then. I, no, I, 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 I gave it. I, no, D. Leo, the jeweler, pulled up to shine some of the uh, some of the the, 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 the jewelry up, and I, and he goes, and I said, hey, bro, you want some? You you want some? You want some weed or something? He goes, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, fuck, I had this bag in my hand, and I know jewels in here, so I I gave him a, I gave him the cartridge of you know 
All right, guys, have a good night. I'm done with the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, Rick, man, Rick's been getting this stizzy shit, man. Rick got the stizzy money better than anything, Whoa. yo. Yeah, Rick was let's walking. Let's go, stizzy. Rick, Rick walked out with like $500 Whoa, in the pocket the other day. Let's go, stizzy. Yeah, dog. Shout to stizzy. Shout to Leanne. Stizzy. We, love we, go, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Yeah, absolutely. What's that? I said, we're <laughs> Stizzy can't keep up with your habit, Nick. I know. Fuck it. Sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, get over here, dude. Yeah, bro. God damn it, bro. Nick's a weed man. Yeah, you got a real problem, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just took a. He just ate the whole 400 milligram candy. Did you? Oh, candies, dude. I told him. I told him. Are you gonna eat the whole thing, dude? He was Did like, you? He's like, yeah, I'm eat the whole God. thing. We're going to have to direct Nick, Nick like to the stizzy outlet. <laughs> Nick. Like I was eating a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> oh, Dude, shit. How often do you eat that? Like, are you going to be able to drive home on that? I don't know. You're going to have to give me a ride home Fuck in your fucking dude. Tesla. Whoa. And you're driving. You're fucking drive by itself. <laughs> right? Oh, Just touch the steering wheel. That's oh, fucked, yeah. Nick. I don't know how you could do that, bro. But I guess you've been doing yeah, it a long time. Easy. Send us some more shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love Stizzy, man. Um, so you uh you're in the three yard. You sell up with uh old boy from Orange County. Yeah. Um, was there a lot of cats from the area on that yard? Um, there was uh it was me, the homie little man from the from the hood, from the um peewees, and then uh, the homie rebel from from my clique from the back streets. Yeah. So it was us from the hood, and then um. There was uh, one of the homies from Avenues was there too, and uh, who else? There was there was a there was like it was like we were like on you know how it is in jail and shit like it'd be like the East Side car yeah so all the homies from the East Side Northeast Southeast East Side all of us yeah and then all the homies from the West Side you know what kind of program are you running there did, I mean did you play any sports yeah basketball <clears throat> play basketball are you and, any good at it. I'm pretty good at basketball, dog. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm be balling, dog. We talking about horse or the actual game of basketball? No, the actual game of basketball. <laughs> like, yeah, in Salinas Valley, like, we were known with that basketball shit. Like, the homies, like, we stood on that shit. But, like, uh, like right there we still had the weights. So, like, we were trying to take advantage of the weights. Like, because we still had them for, like, another year, year and a half that I was there. Did you smoke tobacco in there? I started because it was there. Like, so, like, I probably smoked for, like, a month. And I'm like, damn, I don't get high off this shit. Like, this shit <laughs> is no good. Like, I'm good. So I gave it to the homies and shit. Like, yeah. uh, For some reason, bro, I mean, I've never, you for me, you've never been known as a, a tobacco smoker. I don't smoke. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even though you're smoking I the only vape. Smoke Even this though vape. now, I mean, you're, like, fucking, like, a titty on this bitch. Yeah. Like, but I only smoked the vape because of my daughter. Like, I came home and my daughter's like, oh, dad, look, uh, take me to buy a vape. Here, try it. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. So, yeah, I started fucking smoking vape. But, like, I only <laughs> smoke it because of the taste. Like, if it didn't have a taste on it, I wouldn't smoke it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. so I smoke it because of the taste. But, like, nah, I don't smoke tobacco. I don't. I don't do none of that shit. What about the homies, bro? I used to make we used to make fun of the homies, bro, that had the fucking uh 
that had the the from smoking the the buglers because it doesn't have any uh, filters on them. Yeah. So the the, the, the yellow finger the crack homies. Yeah. <laughs> would smoke it till it burnt their fingers. Yeah, yeah. So we can tell what kind of homie you were by what your fingers look like. If they were all blistered up and shit, dog, then you you're knew, like, dog, damn. you didn't have no money coming in, dogs. You're smoking that shit until your fingers burnt. Till <laughs> burning. But see, back then, like like I told you, it was part of the fish kit. So like they used to give the tobacco for free. So. Like homies would get that shit like from everywhere, so they were they were getting it, but um, like even when I got there, my grandma was still alive, so I was doing good, dog. Like you know, my grandma. As soon as I got there, my grandma sent me packages. Like I looked out for the homies there. I'm like, damn, I thought you guys were supposed to be looking out for me. You know what I mean? But you were a little young rich homie. Yeah, for <laughs> real. That kind of shit. What kind know? of? I mean, so then you obviously you, you got to adapt to your environment. Yeah. You know. So what was? I mean, what was back then? What was your kind of like? Uh, what was the spread that you like to make? Over there, like yeah. shit, we had everything over there. It's like you know, they had the what the roast beefs. They had like we had the stingers. So like it wasn't really, and then, and then it was a lot of people bringing food back from the kitchen. Yeah. So. Like, you wouldn't even really have to make no spreads. It was more of them bringing back, like, like hooked up sandwiches, hooked up, like, everything from the kitchen. So it was love. And then I was doing good. Like, you know, I got there. I adapted to my environment. So, like, you know, the cops over there, um, they were on me. They're like, hey, how are you going to be the only Southerner here selling drugs? This is a northern yard. Like, shit, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like right off the rip, I just peeped out the game and 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 um I jumped back into it. Got like, at it. Got after yeah. it. Yeah. Huh? Got so, back after it. So so I think we skipped we skipped the beat and I, man we're not even close to this finishing this dude's story right here this homie story right here. Um, you went you went from three yard to four yard. How yeah. was that going to the four yard? Ah uh, shit, it was different, dog. Like for real. Like, How was it different? I remember when um, I talked to one of the homies, like, when I first got there, he was like, hey, fool, like, how do you like it there and shit? Like, how is it? I'm like, shit, it's cool. The only thing I ain't got is, like, pussy here. Like, other than that, like, I'm good. Like, like I ain't tripping. Like, it's, it's all good, you know? I got to that level four. He asked me, hey, how's that motherfucker? I'm like, damn, dog, I want to go home, dick. This shit is... This shit is turned up. Like, God damn. I got to Salinas Valley in 97, dog. And that motherfucker was turned up, dog. Like, motherfuckers weren't playing over there. Like, like it was going down in Jamestown on the on the three yard right there on Tuolumne Yard. But when, when I got to uh, Salinas Valley, the 180, that was a whole different animal, dog. I was like, fuck. Like... That's when I started thinking, like, oh man, motherfucker might not go home from right here. Like, like that, huh? It was it was a lot of lot of action there, dog. It was a lot of shit going on right there. And is it? And like I don't it want you. Just different. I, I don't want you to get into to the politics of it because I know you know better and yeah. we know better than that, right? Because that's just not our place. And nah, you know, for, to be doing that, you yeah. know. Um, and it's just out of respect for the game, you know. I mean, you, you, regardless of where you're at in your life, you still have to, you know, you know, you got to watch yourself. Even if you're in the free world, yeah, bro. I know what it is. Yeah, no, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling the, you know, the, yeah. the audience, right? Um, would you say 
Would you say that it's uh, because maybe when you go to a four yard, there's a lot more lifers there? Um, yeah, well, I mean, shit, I didn't even like to tell. I had five years at the time, and, like, the homies would come, and, hey, how much time you got, big dog? I'm like, shit, I'm just passing through, big dog. Like, you know what I mean? I'll be out of here soon, like, you know? Because everybody over there had life. Yeah. Like, you know, there's maybe few homies there that didn't. Yeah. Like, everybody had life, so, like, it yeah, it, w- it was just way different from a three-yard to a four-yard, especially like a 180. And and they sent me to a 180 because I did a, a, a little shoe term right there in the hole over there. Like I did an assault on an inmate over there at the um, at Tuolumne Yard, at the three-yard. They got you sent over to the four-yard. That's what got me sent to the four-yard. Um, I was doing my thing, like I said. And um, some dude kind of put me out there. They're like, oh, well, you see this guy always going to the door, sliding shit under. Told the cops. And I was like, what? One of the, I had a, a Puerto Rican dude that used to, like, look out for me and shit. And he told me what was going on. He's like, hey, I heard this fool telling the cop, like, like this is what's up. And I was like, what? So he was another race. So I went and told the white boy's like, hey, bro, like, this fool fucking uh, went and told this dude what was going on, you know, like, what's up? <clears throat> and uh, it was one of the dudes that I was real cool with. Like, me and him had, um, we had dealings and shit on the yard. So I was like, hey, bro, like, what's up with that shit? And he's like, nah, don't worry, I'll take care of it. But he was older. This dude was already like, shit. I mean, at the time, I was like, 20 now maybe 20 19 20 and uh he went in and like he hit the dude like three or four times like bop, bop, bop. like hey don't worry about like stay out of this fool's business he's like you good i got him i'm like what you didn't get him like hold on you know so i went into my cell and i packed my shit up i told my celly like hey i'm gonna go get that fool like you know so I went over there when they opened the sale. I went in there and I beat that fool up, you know. So I just went in there and I just took off on him. But I, I think I was 19 and he was like 38, 40. So I'm already like, damn, hopefully this fool don't try to, like, you know, hopefully he don't get me, you know what I mean? But I'm like, I know I got to, like, I got to go do something, you know what I'm saying? So I went in there and I fucked his ass up. He didn't even fight back. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I got this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Took off on him. His celly ran out of the fucking cell. I beat that fool up. And that fool went and, like, PC'd up. He went to the fucking cops and told them that I beat him up. So they came and swooped me up and shit. So they didn't even get to, like, swoop me up, to be honest. They came, and, and we knew another dude that worked in the unit <clears throat> office, and that fool came and told me, during lockdown, we were at at uh, waiting to go to dinner, and the fool came during lockdown, and he knocked on my door, and he was like, hey, did you beat this dude up earlier? I'm like, nah, why, what's up? He's like, well, he went and told on you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, but don't worry. I, I, told, I told the lieutenant that I got it, that I know you, that I'm going to talk to you and tell you to leave him alone. 
I'm like, oh, yeah, for real? Good looking out, bro. He's like, all right, everything's good? I'm like, yeah, everything's good. So as soon as they opened our doors to go to chow, I just went out there and beat that fool up in the day room in front of everybody. You got it again. Yeah, I got him again because I knew they were going to come get me. I'm like, how's this fool going to be able to tell the cops not to come get me? Yeah. You know? So I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to beat this fool up. I'm not going to, like, to the hole for free, you know? Yeah. So I ran out there and I beat that fool up in front of everybody. And um, they put the yard down, came, got me, took me to the hole. And um, after you do a shoe term, but and, and it was stupid because I did like a 90-day shoe term right there in that hole because at that time, that's when all that um, Corcoran shit was going on where they were sending, like setting up different races to like, fight with each other and all that shit yeah the cockfights and stuff. so they weren't they weren't sending people over there like that so i just did my shit quick right there in that shoe and then they sent me back out to the yard pending transfer to uh to level four to the 180 because that anybody that does a shoe term you got to go to a 180 after that at least to like i guess to <clears throat> I don't know. Check it out, or I don't know. Work your way down the ladder. Yeah. down the ladder. You to work your way back. Yeah, they're gonna put you in the highest so level. That's what they did. They sent me over there to um, Salinas Valley in '97. So I was in Salinas Valley from '97 to to the beginning of 2000 when I got out. So your pro day comes, you get out. Yeah. You know, and w- what is life like for you? Well, um, like I did all my time, so I did five years on five. So it wasn't like, um, like there's no good time involved. There's no, you know. So keep in mind, like I went to jail thinking that I was going to do halftime. So I thought I was going to be out in like 97. Now I'm getting out in 2000, you know. And like I said, for me, when I first went to jail, I felt like it was forever. I didn't feel like. I felt like, oh, five years, you know? I went to jail, didn't have no mustache, didn't, you know? None of that shit was coming in, you know? Came out with a little mustache, little goatee, you know? I was always bald, so came out with a little bit of hair, trying to, like, be cool and shit, you know? And um, it was just different out there. Like, just just in them five years I was gone, like, a lot changed, you know? Like a, lot of, I, a lot of the crack era had went away. Yeah, for sure. The crack era went away for sure. Like, like, I I came out thinking still like selling drugs, you know, because that's what I knew, you know. So I came out like, all right, cool, I can get back into selling crack and and um and make some money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, did you ever think about getting out and getting a job, or was your first thing was like I'm gonna get out and do what I know what I know, do what I do? Well, um. I got out. I went to my stepdad's house. Like my 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 stepdad's wife came and picked me up over there in Salinas Valley. So it wasn't like like you know. And and at that time, we were already um, into it tough with the bulldogs. You know, like we ended up getting into it with them on our yard. So like there was a lot of tension on the yard. You know. So I was, like, happy to go home, you know what I mean? It was a lot of shit going on over there, like... 
you were lucky to go home. Yeah, for real. For yeah. real. I'm not going to be like, oh, nah, like shit. Like, nah, for real. It was, it was, felt blessed to be able to go home. You know what I mean? There's a, that, like, gelling, like, a lot of people think, like, like, oh, they gave you four years or two years and you're just going to go and come back out. I mean, for a lot of people, yeah, that's the way it is. But for some, like, hell nah. Like, you go in, you pick up more time. Like, you can get involved in different shit. You can get killed. Like, there's riots going on in there. There's, you know, um, different shit going on, you know. Different gang shit. Different, there's a bunch of shit going on. Like, it ain't as simple as people think, you know. Like, sometimes you listen to people and they're like, oh, well, you're lucky you're in there. Like, your rent's paid. You get free food. You know. Hell nah, there's a lot more going on than that, you know? And a lot of people don't understand that, you know? They don't understand, like, we're in there dealing with a lot of shit. And those that get to make it out, like, we're grateful to be out here, you know what I mean? We're happy to make it out. And that's the California prison system for you right there in a nutshell. Yeah, 100%, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I made it back out, you know, uh, my stepdad's wife. Mary went and picked me up. And, you know, they tell you when they're like, oh, don't come into no police contact because you can get a violation and this and that, you know. So my my stepdad's wife, Mary, picked us up with my sister and with my brother, you know. So, like, we're coming home 100 miles an hour on the freeway that – that Dre, the Chronic 2000, just came out. So we're bumping that shit. They're like, look at this new CD that just came out. We're bumping that shit on the way back. I'm like, damn, feeling that shit. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we get pulled over, dog. And I'm like, ah, I'm going back to jail. Like, no. But, yeah, dog, we got pulled over. And it was just, you know, driving too fast and shit. She was... She was driving like over 100 miles an hour, dog, on the freeway trying to get us back. You know, Salinas Valley is a little, little, little drive away from L.A., you know. So they picked me up like at 4.30, 5 in the morning or some shit. So we were coming back and we got a speeding ticket and shit. But I thought like, oh, it's going back to jail time, Fuck. you know. So that that's. A couple hours after. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I'm like, Fuck, you know. I'm already knowing it's about to go down over there that day. Like, I was happy. Like, I got out on the day that they was about to do a riot, you know? So it was like, fuck, you know? <laughs> Motherfucker <laughs> made it, you know? Like, yeah. for real. You got that Willy Wonka golden ticket. Ain't no lie. Like, <clears throat> no bullshit. Like, and then it went down that day. Like, you know, the homies that were there, they hit me back. Like, fuck. It went down, you know? But, um, yeah, it, w it was just different, dog. I got home and, like, you know, my mom, I went, we went to my stepdad's house and like everybody was telling me what's up. You know, my mom was telling me like, stay away from the hood. Like, don't, you know, but I live in the hood. She's taking me back to the hood, but we're in my stepdad's house over there in Clanton's hood, you know, we're chilling and she's telling me like, don't be around your friends and like chill out, you know, like, I'm like, all right, mom, you know, we'll see what's up. You know, and as soon as we leave my stepdad's, we pull up at the pad. 
the homies are right there waiting for me and shit, you know? Criminal and clown are right there and like, what up, fool? I'm like, shit, let's roll. I jumped in the car and we we were out, you know? So <laughs> so shit, it was it was back on, you know. We're in the hood, we we're back back doing it, you know, and and that's where this episode ends. <laughs> Tune in next time if you guys want to see what. Tune in went. next week, Tuesday, right. 8 p.m. So. Thanks, Casey, for really interrupting that. It's funny though. Um, it was a perfect moment. Fuck so you, you, Casey. So, so you're back at it, and you got to figure out. You got to figure out how to get back on your feet. I mean, when you pro, they gave you $200 gate money, correct? Yeah, they gave me $200 gate money. Um, my sister went and picked me up. She gave me, like, I think, like, two racks or 1500 or some shit. My brother gave me, like, 1500 or some. So, like, I, I didn't, I, I had, like, I think I had, like, 3000 on my books. Like, like I said, I was always in there doing good. Like, I wasn't, like, like bummed out or none of that shit, so... Like, I already came out with, with with some money, you know? And then my mom gave me some money. And then the whole time I've been down, like, once my mom knew I was coming out, she started buying me, like, like an outfit or two. Like, every time she got her checks and shit, like, she was working already, doing pretty good in Target. So she'll work, and she started buying me clothes and shit. So, like, I came out, I had a bunch of clothes already, I had money, so, you know, like, I, I wasn't starting, like, from scratch. I maybe came came out maybe with, like, maybe, like, six racks in my pocket or something, you know, six, seven thousand in my pocket, um, like, a whole wardrobe already. Like, like I said, my mom's from the hood, so, you know, she's not from my hood, but she's from the hood. She knows what it is, you know, so she already had me G'd up, like, you know. Like, I had all the G'd the up shit, baby cuffed up already. She went and hooked it all up, you know? Like, all my shit was ready, you know what I'm saying? So she had all my clothes ready for me and shit. So I told you I went with the homies, and um, and it was cool, dog. Like, you know, they took me to the same spots. Like, you know, I went to fucking Ina's house right there on fucking Burwood, Burwood you know? And, you know, I, I told this shit on uh, on uh, Dying to See Me, you know, I was like, you know, I went over there and she's like, Droopy, I don't get high no more. I'm like, what? You don't get high? Fuck yeah, that's right, Ina. Like, everything good? She's like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be fucking with meth now. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, and, and in the hood, so we helped Ina. We helped Ina get off the crack. Yeah. Which was, which was she was horrible on Rest in peace, Diana. I love that lady so much. So it was much. a spot. It was another hood spot. Loved, you know? loved the Campbell family. Period. Loved the Campbell yeah. family. Much um, respects to them. Yeah, for hundred percent. One thousand percent. Rest in peace, Diana. And, and not everybody in the Campbell family likes me, and it's okay. But I have love for that entire family, straight up, because of Ina and a couple people out of that family. Yeah. You know I mean that. But check it out, like Ina. Love that lady so much. I can't s stop saying how much I love that lady. Um, we got her off the crack because she was bad on the crack. and But once we got her on the meth that we were fucking with, man, she was a... She, honestly, I'm, I'll be honest, she was 
she was always a good mom, but she was a great mom now. Yeah, she was Because she was always, productive. Yeah, you know what I mean? but she always She was did. productive as fuck. But nobody you know I mean? can ever say, like, she didn't have her shit. Like, she no, always had always, a pad. She always, always had a, like, everything always, was great. Always. And like, that's yeah. why I don't want this to get, yeah, I don't want this, this to never get. never nothing like that. Yeah, I don't want this to get confused. But if, I'll say this in general. Let me say this in general. If somebody is smoking crack and trying to maintain a family, it's and you walk into that household back in them days, it's a little fucked up. But if they happen to get off the crack, and on the methamphetamine, it's a whole different thing. She's cooking five-course meals now. <sighs> Nobody's eating it except the kids and Kevin O'Green. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just saying, like, like for my my whole point of that was is like, like everybody out here transitioned from like like crack to meth. So my getting out thinking was like, I'm gonna get out and still sell crack because that's what I knew. Like, I didn't know nothing else. I didn't know, like, any other drugs to sell because, to me, when I went to jail, selling crack was the money. Like, yeah, you can sell weed or whatever, but you need a whole bunch of weed at that time to make money, you know? Like, you can sell acid or whatever, but people are coming to buy, like, hey, give me, like, two acid tabs, like me and the homie. You know, like people are coming for crack. They're like, give me a 50, give me a 100, give me 200, you know. So to me, crack was always the money. So that's what I was I was looking for. I was looking to sell crack, you know. So when I got out, I was thinking, okay, sell crack, you know. And the homies are like, nah, fool meth. And I'm like, what? Like, like I don't know nothing about that shit, you know. Like, how the fuck I'm going to sell something I don't know. And like, man, just buy a scale and like. We'll show you, like, this is the shit now, you know? So that's what I did, dog. I got into selling meth. I mean, the fundamentals of selling uh, drugs doesn't necessarily change from one to the other, except maybe the, the type of clientele, the flow of the clientele, you know what I mean? But if you have the basic fundamentals of knowing how to do it, like crack, you know what I mean? I, I think crack relates a lot more to meth because people will come back and forth to get meth. Like crack. Yeah. I mean, not as frequent as crack, because crack, you need, like, crack don't last long. You need crack on crack on crack on crack. But meth, I mean, meth meth users are very uh, enthused. In, 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 uh, they're determined, to, uh, and they're productive in their own way, right? It sounds, might sound stupid, but in the, I said in their own way. To, uh, and, 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 man, they'll bring you some good shit, too. You know, Shit, everybody though, every you know, all drugs, motherfuckers that bring you what you need, you know. So all you gotta do is tell anybody that's getting high, like, hey, I need this, you know what I mean, and they're gonna bring you what you want. So was so, Lucky the first sack sold out? Nah, Lucky was in jail. <laughs> oh. Lucky was in jail when I first got out. Yeah, was Lucky. Jail. Yeah, that's, he was in jail. Lucky was in jail. Uh, yeah. So when did you meet Lucky? If we could rewind that, maybe right around that time, though. No, before. No, I no, I knew him before I got, like I was fucking with Lucky before. Um, he went to prison. When I, before I went to prison, like yeah. we told you that, like we said it in the story. Yeah, and we were in juvenile halls together. Yeah, yeah we were yeah. in juvenile hall, and I, I was in juvenile hall with with Nick. Like we yes, were, sir. but like he at when I first got out in two thousand, Lucky was in jail too. Yeah, at that time. Prison. Yeah. So, so you gotta so. They put you up on game about the meth. The yeah. Meth, meth is. 
That's the new drug. It's the new drug, and yeah. it's what everybody's fucking with. If you want to make money, this is what it is. Yeah. You know? Um, and so you get on that. Well, yeah, yeah. I went I went to my fucking, uh, the little, uh, what is it, a smoke shop right there in the hood. Bought a little teeter-totter scale. You know what I mean? Shout out to the teeter-totter scales. Whoa, little purple one. You know what I mean? Little purple teeter-totter. <laughs> bought that shit. And uh, went and bought a fucking eight ball. And, and and got to work, you know what I'm saying? What did you turn that eight ball into? And we can talk about that because you cut a big case over it. But what yeah. did you turn? What did you turn that getting out that time? What did you turn that eight ball into? Well, by the time I caught my next case, I was uh, selling anywhere between like a hundred or two hundred pounds a week of methamphetamine <sighs> from an eight ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, I mean, that shit's documented. You know, you can go check it out. You know what I mean? So it ain't no, like, oh, yeah, okay. But, you know, like, I mean, that just is what it is. Like, it started from an eight ball, you know. Like, I, I went and checked it out. You know, like I said, I always give everybody love. So the homies were like, hey, you know, you sell by the point. You know, it's two points, you know, for a 20. I'm like, shit, I'm giving three points. Everybody come to me, you know. Yeah. And and I'll be asleep, and they'll call me like, "Hey, I need a 40. Like I'm pulling up. Were you fucked? And you weren't fucking with the meth? Nah, I never, I never got high on no meth. It wasn't your shit. Nah, I it mean, wasn't my, it, yeah. When and from 2000, when I got out, um, that was it. I didn't get high no more because um, I knew the severity of jail. So to me, I like I said, like once I got to that level four, that 180, I was like. Oh shit! Like, like this is jail. Like, like this is bad right here. So, um, uh, I wasn't gonna go back for a dirty <clears throat> test. I'm like, I'm not going back to jail for a dirty test. Like, I'm good on that shit, you know. So, was your mentality go big or go home? Nah, I was just more focused on. Like I said, I've always been focused on uh, on the getting money aspect of it. Like it was. Like, so for me, like, once I started getting money, like, that was my high. Like, I felt like I will get high on that, you know? Like, hey, I was getting high by by getting money. Like, when I first got out, I started, like, um, smoke bud because they didn't care about bud in the state at that time, you know? I don't know how it is now, but I know that everybody, when I was getting out, they're like, hey, you could smoke weed, you know? And I'm like, fuck it. So I'll drink, smoke bud, you know? So I did that for a little bit, just smoke bud and, and, and drink. But, um, like, I never did no um, serious drugs like that. Like, Did you ever touch crack again? Nah, never. Mm. Nah. I mean, I went to jail one time, and, uh, <clears throat> and um, they had some shit in there. But, like, other than that, like, as far like out here, like getting high, like on crack or anything like that, like nah, I was already chilling, you know. And so now you're working your way up the ladder from that eight ball to X amount of pounds a week, yeah. Right. And how was how was that journey, you know, uh, doing that? Can we can we tell that story because that that's a that's a documented, yeah, federal I mean, case. Yeah, it's it's a federal case, but I mean, like for real, it was um. It was just like getting back what I was used to doing, like, you know, and I got out, like, 
when I got out in 2000, like, that shit was, it was bad in the hood. Like, that shit was already, like, you know, I used to run into dudes in jail from different gangs and shit. Like, you know, we don't have to mention them, but, like, they used to tell me where they were from, and there was really nothing over there no more. I'm like, damn, that's where you're from? Like, you know, and, and... And I was like, fuck, like, when's the last time you were over there, fool, type shit, you know? Because some of these dudes were older. And um, so when I got out, it we were doing, it wasn't good in the hood. Like, I mean, you know, we, we had, it was kind of hard in 2000, like, when I got out. Like, there wasn't a lot of homies actually living in the hood and active, you know, and, like, running around. You know, like I said, you were in jail at the time. There were a lot of homies in jail, and then uh, um, there was a lot of people, like, um, like either in jail or, or not there, like, not actually living in the hood, you know? So, and I, like I said, I was younger than all, all the rest of the homies. So, like, I was like, fuck, like, we got to turn this shit up. Like, we got to get this shit going. And I got out with good intentions, like not wanting to be out there like causing trouble gang banging and shit but like my first day out like my enemies pulled up at the pad like hey this is us now and this is what it is and like like what like fuck what you fools are talking about what's up and it just like went up from there for real you know like i just went like right back at it like if i never left and shit you know yeah and so, is it safe to say during this period that you're out, you created an enterprise? Shit, that's what the Fed said. <laughs> the Fed said that shit. They, you know, they continuing criminal enterprise. You know what I mean? But um, like for real, like uh, we just like like uh, I started selling drugs. Like you know, I started selling. And then uh, there, there was always homies selling in the hood. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm the only one that ever sold drugs or nothing like that. But, like, you know, like, um, for me not using at that time and then understanding, like I said, I've always understood to give give love, you know, give give more than, than what's expected to be given. It was easy to start making more money than than everybody else. everybody else you yeah. know and and um i know a lot of people from being in jail for them five years so that helped too like it just helped like to to enterprise to to fuck with different hoods to fuck with different people like you know different dudes that were already out here doing doing it good from other hoods they already knew me from juvenile hall they knew me from from jail, so it was just it was easy, dog. It was easy to like keep that shit rolling, you know. And 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 this is I want to ask you this: It was easy because somehow, some way, your personality, just the person that you are. Period. You've it's always been easy for you to maintain good relationships with dysfunctional people. Is well, that I, safe to say? I fuck with everybody, dog, and and like. I'm I'm sure like a lot of people out there like could relate to a lot of the shit I'm saying like 
this isn't just like me telling a story like you're like yeah right like how can you have done that like you know like a lot of people have lived this shit this ain't just me like making some shit up or telling you some shit like yeah, you didn't motherfuckers that yeah. yeah this is this is just how it is you know but like, is it hard because it it, it it has always been hard for me to maintain good relationships that, that would, could potentially would have put me at a plateau of being a, a good uh, a drug dealer. For some reason, you were always able. But at this time, you're not getting high. And yeah. your objective is money, so you see things at a, at a clear head. Yeah. What puts you above everybody else that you're dealing with because everybody else that you're dealing with is getting, is, high. Is getting high. I mean, was is it hard being a sober dude, being around all these people that are high? Nah, not for me, not for real. It wasn't because, because you grew up with that. Yeah, I grew up with it. Like um I was already used to it, so like um like don't get me wrong, I like to get high. Like, you know, I oh, like yeah. that shit. But um it it was a lot more um um my freedom, what like I said, like when I got to that one eighty yard, that shit was like a whole different animal over there. You know, I know a lot of people like, oh, like any jail's the same or any of that shit. But like some of that shit, like people that were there in Salinas Valley at that time, they knew like that shit was cracking. You know what I'm saying? So like I I really didn't want to go back there for a dirty test. Yeah. You know, because I know that dirty test could lead to me going back over there and potentially picking up a life sentence or some shit like that. And. I would have felt dumb as fuck. Like, oh, you got life because, like, why were you here? Oh, because I was getting high in my hood. Like, like, nah, I couldn't see it for me. Like, I mean, I know everybody's different or whatever, but, you know, like, you know, I, I just couldn't see it. So I didn't do it, you know. How was, how was it uh, as you gradually progressed in this time that you were out, how how long were you out from getting out from Salinas Valley to catching that federal case? How how many years was that? Um, on and off for, um, well, I got out in two thousand, the first week of two thousand, and I got busted on my federal case in uh, April nineteenth of two thousand six. Okay, so so during that time, what were the what were the kind of like. If we can measure it from, 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 how, how do I say it? Let me say it like this: If we can, if we can measure, all right, brother. If we can measure the 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 progression of climbing that ladder of selling dope, like so, so to speak, like you went from a you went from no car to a Honda Accord to this to that to that. Like, how would you say it if you can just sum it up? All right, I got out. I got um, IROC because that's what was cool when I went to jail. So I went to jail in 95. The IROCs were cool. So I got out in 2000, and I'm like, shit, I got to get me an IROC. So I got an IROC, you know, so I got the IROC. And um, from that time, I did uh, two, two violations, and I fought... Uh, I fought one. I think they were trying to. They were, they tried to give me a case within like, within that time of getting out from yeah, Salinas Valley. From so you you did two violations. Two violations plus I fought a case. Okay. Yeah. So 
I ended up doing like, uh, I got out for six months. I did a, um, I ended up having to fight a case of a terrorist threats on gang members. Somebody uh, said I threatened them, so I went to jail. So I took it to jury trial and I beat it. So I did six months at that time, you know. Then I got out for maybe a year, and then I got a four-month violation for um, being around uh, gang members. I got pulled over, one of my homies in the car. But all this time, like I'm active, I'm out here selling dope, gang banging, like running the streets. And it's still rolling while you're doing these violations. The whole thing. It's still Every rolling. Every time. Every time it's yeah. still rolling. Yeah. Like nothing ever stopped, you know. Like I'm still going to jail. I'm still active. I'm still doing my shit, you know. Like shit's still being sold. Like it still is what it is, you know. So I get out, get busted again. I, I think I got out for like nine days or some shit again like some stupid ass shit and then i did a year violation they did some more they were trying to get me for some murders and um but they kind of like found me guilty for the murders and board so it's like stupid ass shit they're like oh well it's known in the hood that droopy from highland park killed these guys so we're gonna give you a violation because you're a droopy from Highland Park. I'm like, that's some dumbass shit. Like, the cops ain't pressing the fucking issue on me, but you're going to give me a violation. So they gave me a violation. I went to Calipat. I did a year year flat in Calipat. So on, on A-Yard back in uh, 2002 to 2003. And then from there, I got out and... Like nothing ever happened, you know. I had a, I had a, um, what was it? A Q forty five Infinity spinners. That's Whoa. what. That's what was cool at that time, you know. Sick. Spinners. Everybody had spinners on their shit. I had spinners on that. I had spinners on my, my Escalade. I had. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had, I, that's when I just started balling, like for real, for real. You got like out that time, that's when you started balling. Yeah, from... Because during that time, everything was always flowing. You yeah, had somebody I was flowing. I was good. I was doing shit. But, like, when I got out in uh, 2003, like, from from uh, Calipat, from there, I just started balling because, like, it was just, like, I just turned all the way up because it was right about... All right, we're good. Keep going. Keep going. I was, like... Uh, I think I was like the second person in the hood, like with TVs and all that shit in the car and shit. You know what I mean? Spinners, TVs in the car, like everybody knew. Let me ask and, you a question, bro. And I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I am going to yeah. cut you off, brother. Um, during this time of doing violations and stuff, I mean, nothing's crossing your mind to saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I should change my ways and stop what I'm doing. Did that ever cross your mind? Um. I mean, like, like I already started having kids and shit at that time. So, like, of course, I was, like, trying to think of, of, like, doing good and, like, chilling out. But I lived in the hood. So, like, like, all right, I'd say, all right, like, fuck, I should just chill and be cool. 
And then I'm going to drive to the store and motherfuckers are gangbanging on me, shooting at me with my chick in the car, with my kids in the car. So I'm like, all right, you motherfuckers want to play? All right. I got that. So I would just like get back on it. Like, fuck it then. Did you, you know did I mean? you ever feel like, you know what? This is who I am and I can't stop doing what I'm doing because this is what I'm known for. And when I get out, I have an obligation to be me. I wouldn't say it like that, but it was just like, like, I can't lie. Like it was what I like to do. Like, I like that shit. Like, like I like to write on the wall. I like to, I like, I like gang banging. I like, I like, you know, being from the hood. Like, you know what I mean? I got my hood all over my body. Everybody sees that shit. Like my shit's everywhere. You know what I mean? But for somebody that doesn't understand that, they doesn't understand that, and they think it think they think of it as a loser mentality. Yeah, you know what I mean. For someone that doesn't understand it, and maybe they won't understand it if you gave them a definition of it. But let's just say, bro, like when you say, "Hey, this is what I like to do. I like to gangbang." And there's and, and on the contrary, people are saying, "Well, why do you like playing with your life and risking your life?" If they if they asked you that, what would, what would be your uh, answer to it? Well, I didn't feel like that's what I was doing. I just felt like, you know. You were having fun. Yeah, I was just out here. You are living life. You know what I mean? That's what I grew up knowing. Like I told you, like like I grew up with that shit, like from a kid. So it wasn't like like something I wasn't. It wasn't like, abnormal. Yeah, it was something I was used to. Like I was used to this shit. Like it was, um, it's what I grew up around. Like my mom's a gang member. My dad's a gang member. My stepdad was gang member. My next stepdad was a gang member. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was used to like selling drugs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I was used to doing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't nothing like abnormal to me. Like I can see like if I was doing good and then I just started like fucking up because of this or that. Like that's what I was used to doing. You know what I mean? Like from back in the tagger days, like that's what we were on. We were always used to like running the streets, chilling with the homies, like that's what we grew up doing. Did you always, did you just growing up, I mean it's a competitive sport. If you if some of you guys like to hear it or not, check it out. Some dudes grow up playing basketball. Some dudes grow up gang banging, tagging, running the streets. It's a competitive sport. If you were if you were a basketball player on a team, I mean, what kind of player would you be on the Shit. streets? Like LeBron, I'm coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know? Like look at look at LeBron, like motherfuckers don't want. They're like, hey, shall I be here next year? Like we gonna go one more? Like you know? You always like, felt like that. Well, that's that's what everybody's always feeling. Did man. you always feel like you needed to hold that title and you were trying to get that title? I never look honestly. I never was looking for a title. Like honestly, I never looked for that shit. I was never trying to be like, oh, I'm that dude over here. I was never on that shit. It just like. It came about just from being over there, like, like being from the hood, like, like from our hood. Like, I mean, I'm sure everybody's hoods is different, you know, like um, we never had like, no, this is our leader or this is the next in command or like we never did no shit like that. You know what I mean? So like it was just 
like doing what you had to do at the time, like for you or for the homies or, you know, we've had people go to jail for life. We have people dead, you know, so. Did you ever, did you ever feel like a leader? Um, I never try to be a leader. I'll tell you that. Like, I never try to be like, like, Hey, I'm the boss of you or no shit like that. Never. People flock to you because of who you were and how you did it. Is that safe to say? I think, I think a lot of people fucked with me because I fucked with them, you know? And how did and you fuck with them? I mean, you were nice to them. I was out there with them. Okay. Like, you know, like a lot of people, uh, um, like some people will tell you like, hey, go do this, go do that. I'll be like, hey, let's go do this or let's go do that. Like, I'm going to roll with you. Yeah. You know? So it's different. it's different. Yeah. You know? Like if I'm going to go with you too and I'm the guy in the hood with all the money and all the whatever, like how the fuck you ain't going to go? That hits different. Yeah. That gives you a different type if of respect I'm going, in the hood. Like I'm going. You know, I'm not telling you I'm not going to go. I'm not telling you, like, hey, I got the money, so you got to go. I'm telling you, let's go in my car. We're going in my car. <laughs> With the you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With the spinners? With all my cars been shot up before. I ain't never had no car that never been shot up except the one I'm driving right now. All right, good. I was in Amen that car. To that, baby. You know? And we ain't going to get that one shot up. Like, real shit. You know? I ain't never had no car. Like, all my cars been shot up, you know? Because... I've been in the hood active in them, you know? Like, right now is a whole different time and shit, but, like, all them times that we're talking about, like, I was out there, dog. I was out there running the streets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers can't be like, oh, yeah, fucking this, that, that. Like, nah, motherfuckers, no. 2003. 2003, you get up and you you get out and you said, fuck it, I'm turning this shit all the way up. All the way I'm up. Going, I'm going full force. First I day. I ain't playing with up. it. I had a year to think about this shit. And I'm turning it up. And I'm turning this shit up. Yeah. How how did you turn that up? First day out, on, on it. First day out, pulled up. I was pulling into my pad. My enemies were right there gangbanging on my neighbors. I'm like, what? Chased them down. You know what I'm saying? First day out. First day. Like, I didn't even get to pull in my pad yet and see my kids. And that night, we shot up the whole apartments next door to my house. That night, same night I got out, we shot out the whole apartments next door to my house. Motherfuckers know I'm Fayette. They know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And so as you as you progressed into the game, this time getting out of the uh, 2003, no fucks given, obviously. You know, I mean, you don't even see your nah, kids. Nah, I give years. a fuck, though. I, I, I can't, I'm not going to be on here like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I love my kids. I love my family. Like, I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? But I've just always been out there. So that's, that's like, I'm not going to let nobody invade my space. My space, you know, like you can do whatever you want over there. Like, don't do that shit over here. Like my shit. This is my shit right here. Because I'm out now. Oh, I'm here. This is yeah. my space. I'm back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is what it is. Like, if I told you not to do this shit right here and you're doing it, then then I'm going to stand on what I told you and, and we're going to go from there. So you're out. You're out now. You're turning it up a fucking hundred notches. I mean, where where do you go from now, from then to the point of catching that federal case? You know, what what, what was that in between right there? 
That was that whole time, dog. I got out. Uh, how, how did you progress from living in that house on Fayette? I mean, did you move to another house? Yeah, I mean, did yeah. you uh, accumulate other uh Well, uh, I kept getting raided. I kept getting raided on Fayette. Like, the cops kept coming to the hood. Like, I was in the main spot in the hood, worst block in the hood. Like, they just kept coming, raiding my house, raiding my house, raiding my house. What are they raiding your house for? Drugs, guns, being a gang member. And they're not finding nothing? They're not finding nothing. Not nothing. They're searching the whole house, raiding the house. With your kids there? Kids there, baby mama there. Do your kids remember that? My kids didn't even remember me being out of jail. Okay. My kids didn't even remember me being out of jail. When I got my fed, like, my stepdaughter remembers me, but, like, my kids didn't remember me being, like, I would ask my kids, like, hey, what do you remember about me? They're like, Dad, I remember we used to go to your jail and throw balloons, and we used to, like, nah, but um, I took you to Hawaii. I took you everywhere. Like, what the fuck? Like, nah, they didn't. They so, didn't. So they for- were young, dog. I went to jail when my kids were one, four, and ten. So my, my stepdaughter was ten. Like, so she remembers me. Like, she remembers, like, when we were doing good, like, the good times and shit like that. But, like, like like my kids didn't remember none of that How shit. How was it going to Hawaii during that time? I mean, obviously it was from, you know, the, the, the money that you're making on we're the streets. Chilling. You're balling. Love. That's what Is that that's your first time on a plane? My first time on a plane was, was that- going to Hawaii, dog, when I got married. <laughs> yeah, I got married in Hawaii. So um, I flew from uh, Vegas to Hawaii. So um, that was my first time on a plane. But uh, I've been to Hawaii eight times. The last time. You've been to Hawaii how many times? Eight times. Eight times during that time you were out? Yeah. Why did you go so many times to Hawaii? Because I like Hawaii. That shit is fucking love, dog. What do you like about Hawaii? I've never been to Hawaii. Tell me about it. That shit is clean, dog. Like, it's a a good atmosphere, dog. The the cops are cool. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'll be walking by a cop car and you smell bud. Like, what the fuck? They're smoking bud in the cop car. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool, dog. Like, my last time I was in Hawaii, I was there for two months, dog. I went over there. I bought a, uh, I bought a little car, and then I bought a. Uh, you bought a car in Hawaii. Well, because you know you can rent a car, but that shit's gonna cost money, dog. So I went and I bought a little. Uh, I think first I, I was gonna buy it because I was used to having good cars, so I was gonna buy a, a Jaguar. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. On vacation. <laughs> yeah, on vacation. That's balling right there. That's balling. Going on vacation and buying a car in but, Hawaii. What yeah. are you going to do with the car afterwards? No, my uncle lived over there. So okay. I was like, I was just thinking like this. I'm like, look, I can come over here, buy the car, drive it around over here. When I leave, I can sell it and get my money back. I'll be good. You know? So I was like, I'm going to buy this Jaguar. And my baby. How much was the Jaguar? 10 racks. Okay. It was a cool one. At the time, it was like a cool little Jaguar. I was driving down the street, car for sale. Like, what? I'm like, and I already. How much cash did you have on you? Did you have cash on you? I had 40,000 cash on me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I used to have always like 100,000 worth of diamonds on me every day. (laughs) Like, you know, Rolex, all this shit. Like, you know. Like, people know me, dog. This ain't like, oh, he's lying or... This ain't fake news. Yeah. This ain't fake news to nobody. Like, everybody knows what it was. Like I mean, how when you when you travel with 40... What, you said $40,000? Yeah, $40,000. What, what, kind of, what kind of bag do you need with $40,000? Nothing. Ten racks in front pocket. Like, you know, motherfuckers have money, dog. 
Like I don't know that money, bro. Look, easily, easily, dog. I'd always have five thousand in my wallet. Easy, always five thousand in my wallet. I'd have ten thousand on the other side just to keep. So my, you know, when you sit down, like how you shit don't feel right. Like put ten thousand on the other side. So you up. always gotta sit down and it don't feel right. Nah, well because it was like right but, now I got my wallet in my pocket what, because what, the shit don't feel right. What do you got in your wallet right you know? now? <laughs> I'm just fucking go ahead, bro. I don't know, probably like two thousand. Yeah? Yeah. And that's that's and that's hard earned money now. That's hard earned money Let's right go, now. Let's go, baby. That's real money hard right now. Hard earned money now. Yeah, I think I got like two thousand. Let me see. Tell you right. Nah, I probably only have a thousand right now. But let me see. Let me see right <laughs> How does it feel to work for your money now? Look at that shit. Yeah, spend that shit. It's Christmas. How does it feel to work for your money now? Uh Shit, you already know, dog. I be working that shit. Look, I got fucking got calluses on my hands now. This shit's fucking crazy. Boy, boy if I got go a back union to job. jail, how am I gonna do shout that? Shout out to Toto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, dog. Like so, so you're you're in you're in you're in Hawaii. You gone there eight times. You buy a Jaguar. I mean, you you're living you're living a life. You're off of Fayette now. Where, where you at? No, now? well, the, the last time they raided me, right? So they kept raiding me in the hood, right? So the last time they came, I wasn't even there. Like, the little homies were on my pad. I guess they, they did something for me real quick, and they pulled somebody over down the street. They got caught with four ounces down the street from the pad, right? It's amazing, dude. So I'm pulling back up to the pad. I don't know. I see the cops pulling over one of the homies. So I'm like... Oh, what the fuck they pulling them over for? I just got a CTS from the homie from Cuatro Flats, right? So I pull up, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump in my infinity because that bitch is in my name. The CTS ain't in my name. The cops don't know about this one yet. Yeah. So I'm going to go in my infinity, the Q45. They know about this one. So I jump in that bitch. I pull up, and the cops pull up on every direction on me, dog. So I already know they're going to raid my house. That's how they do it. So I call the little homies. I'm like, hey, fool, they're going to raid the pad. Like, put that shit up, you know? So they take me back to the pad, cuffed up in my car, baby mama pregnant with my daughter, Karina. Take me back to the pad. Come in the pad. My brother lives with me. They're like, nah. He told them, nah, you ain't got a search warrant. You can't come in. So they come back to the car. They get my motherfucking keys. They go in the... They open the door. Without a search warrant? No search warrant, dog. They just, like, hey, we're coming in this bitch. Like, this is us. We can do what we want. So, boom, they go in my pad, take me in, cuff me up. I'm cuffed up in my pad, fool. They let my kids, they take the two little homies to jail. You know, they took the homie Big Shooter. They took the homie Goofy. Boom, took them to jail. They were in my house. So, they searched the pad. They searched the pad, dog. No search warrant. I'm cuffed up watching. I'm like, hey, where's your search warrant at? They're like, nah, you're on you're on parole. I'm like, I'm not on parole no more. You can't even come in my pad no more. Well, probably like comes. when I got out from Calipat, I got out in September. So I only had three more months. In January, I got off probation. So, or parole or whatever. So... During that time, they raided me nine days to getting off, fool. Nine days of getting off before that. 
they raid me. They search the pad. They don't find nothing. So they never found shit in my pad. They never found no drugs. But they see me flossing, fool. I always had good shit, you know? You know how my pad was, fool. Motherfucker had sea dudes and all kinds of shit <laughs> in the motherfucking driveway, dog. Marble statues? Yeah, like, nah, I didn't. I, I lived in a back pad. It wasn't like no fucking mansion pad in the hood. Like, I lived in the back pad, but I had a bunch of good cars there, fool. Like, I had nice cars in the hood, you know? So, nice trucks, you know? So, you know, it's TVs, all that shit in my shit, dog. Spinners on my trucks, you know, airbags on the trucks, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's what was cool at the time, you know. So they uh, they came in, searched, didn't find nothing, had to let me go. They were trying to give me a violation, but I had nine more days to discharge. So then the next time they came, they caught somebody leaving my pad. They said, oh, well, we know he bought drugs from you. The dude said, nah, I didn't buy shit from this fool. You know? I wasn't even there. They know I wasn't there. So when I pull up, that's when they bring me back to my pad. They had me they had me in my pad from 4 in the afternoon till 6 in the morning, cuffed up in my house. We're watching on my big screen all the cameras in my pad, they're like, oh, this is how you know that that we're coming, huh? Because, you know, I had all the fucking split screens on the cameras and shit. So they're, they're watching my shit. And uh, the cop, he brings, when, it, when he got there, he was like, hey, do you have any money? I had 5000 in my pocket. So I told my little homie, hey, go put this in the top drawer. I'm going to go see. They're pulling over one of the homies on the corner. So I gave him the money. So I thought, he goes, you have any money in the house? I could say, yeah, like 5000 in my top drawer, you know, like nothing, you know. So I'm thinking it's in there. So I told the cop. So he's like, he calls me after all this shit. Like my whole time I'm telling them like, hey, get the fuck out of my house. They're like, nah, you're being detained. You're being detained. Like we're not... Um, we're not searching. I'm like, I watched you search my shit. They're like, nah, we didn't search nothing. I'm like, yeah, all right. So they're in there chilling with me. I'm cuffed up. I go to sleep on the couch. Finally, they wake me up like at 6 in the morning. They're like, here's your search warrant. You want a search warrant? Here it is. That's just like fucking 14 hours later, they got a search warrant. So he gives it to me. I'm like, cool, search the pad. I know there ain't nothing there. I don't keep shit in my pad. Here, go ahead. Search this bitch. So he searches it. He comes back to me. He was like, look, man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I used to see you driving around with TVs and spinners on your shit. And I used to tell the partners, like, yeah, we're going to get this motherfucker. He's going to jail. You know? He said, but I'm not going to lie to you, man. You're fucking smart. I don't know how you're doing it, <laughs> but we didn't find shit, you know? Yeah. He said, but you're not going to make me look stupid like this next time. He said, the next time I come to your house, you're going to jail because I'm going to find drugs. I go, you're not going to find no drugs. I don't got no drugs here. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, look, man, you're not hearing me. Next time I come to your house, you're going to jail because I'm fighting drugs. And I'm like, well, shit, then I'm going to jail. If you're going to put that shit here, then I, I'm going to jail. Like, what can I do? You know, and he was like, look, man, move. I go, what do you mean move? Like, 
Like, leave right here? He's like, he's like, get the fuck out of here. If you get the fuck out of here, I'll leave you alone. I'm like, like, leave right here? He's like, yeah. I said, shit, I'll move tomorrow. Shit, that's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to be on no bullshit, you know? So I bought a pad in Covina after that shit. So I, I was still good for like another two years. But since these bitch-ass fools never uh, caught me with nothing, they 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 send the feds on me, dog. So it was just tough. How, when did you know the feds were on you? I didn't until they knocked on my door and said, hey, you're going to jail. The SWAT team's outside. You're going to jail. Like I didn't know nothing, dog. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like that. You like ne you never had. Honestly, be honest, bro. You never had in the back of your mind that the feds were on me. Nah, we wouldn't look at nowadays. Everybody knows about the feds. Back then, nobody knew about the feds. Like in, in the hood, because it wasn't. It wasn't a common thing that was the happening. The only all the time. thing, yeah. The only the only people that got busted before us with the feds were the dudes from Violent Boys. You know, before that, nobody got busted by the feds. We didn't know about that shit. Like, we were the second gang to pull up in MDC. Like, street gang, no extras. Like, nobody like, hey, this guy is, is you know, the commander or whatever the fuck. But, you know, it was just us, fool. Like, the, the day you get, the day they come to your door. They what, called me. They called you. Yeah, <laughs> talk about that. They out. What do you mean they called you? Look, out. Me and my baby's mom were fighting already, so, like, you know, we've been separated, all this shit. So we're fighting. It is what it is, you know? And um, uh, it's from, this is, like, from February to I got busted in April 19th of 06. So now, like, the first, like, holiday for kids is Easter coming, you know? I'm in Culiacan, fool, at this time. Like, I'm with the homie. We're over there. Like, we're we're over there with the dudes, like, doing it big, dog. We got, like, I'm watching motherfuckers make shit, you know? So, like, I'm telling them, I, I got to go back, bro. Like, it's Easter. I got to go, like, do Easter with my kids and shit, you know? I haven't been home. Like, I got to go see what's up, you know? So I came home only for fucking Easter, dog, and and uh, I went over there, did Easter with my kids in Pasadena, dog. Start talking to my baby's mom. My my daughter's like, she's telling me like, Dad, I want to go home. Like I miss my house. Like I want to go home, you know. And the whole time I'm just thinking like, me and my baby's mom are fighting. I'm not thinking like, like my kids are feeling this shit, you know. But, like, the kids feel that shit, dog. When motherfucking family ain't getting along, dog. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Real shit. So, my daughter's telling me this, so I'm like, shit. So, me and my baby's mom, it was around the time of her birthday, dog. So, I miss her birthday. So, I'm like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. You want to go to Vegas? So, we just, from at the park in in Pasadena, drive straight to Vegas, dog. We went and chilled over there for a few days. Came back. Because I was waiting for them to come and bring me a hundred pounds, so I'm like, "Hey, I gotta go back. <laughs> like, it's time to go back." You know what I mean? Hundred pounds. Yeah, they were gonna bring me a hundred pounds that day. How does a hundred pounds come? In a pickup truck, a U-Haul truck? 
Nah, it ain't even like people think that like, shit. That shit pull up in a Toyota Camry, dog. In okay. a Toyota, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is, and this is just my ignorance. Yeah, of, no, you know. no, but that I mean, people just you know, it comes in the least way you expect it, dog. You'll never expect like that they're gonna fit in that fucking car. Like what the fuck, like. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you'll never think that this person's going to bring it. Like, you know, you'll be like, what? They'll be like, hey, fool, go outside. They're waiting for you. Like, like, where dick? I don't see nobody. <laughs> like, you know, that's in your fridge. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, you know, that's what it was, dog. So so I come back one in the morning, dog. My my kids are at my pad and shit at my mom's pad. So I tell the homie Boogie to go swoop on my kids, bring them over and shit. So I'm at the pad with my baby's mom. One in the morning, we get there. Five in the morning, four, fucking get a phone call, and they're asking my real name, dog. Is this Richard Gastelum? Like, what? Who the fuck calls your house like that? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, what's up? They're like, oh, this is the SWAT team. We have a federal indictment for your arrest. You want to come out or you want us to come in? I'm like, ah, oh, like, so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, Before you finish that story, I want to say this. Legend, legend has it that when you were living in Covina, you would buy pizzas for the whole block. <laughs> the whole block. Is that true or not? The fuck you would buy pizzas for the whole block? I don't know where that <laughs> came from, but that came down the pipeline of the hood pipeline. You know what I mean, nah, but anyways, I mean, go ahead. I buy pizzas for everybody at the pad, like yeah, everybody okay. chilling with me. But look, maybe they're saying because, right like, oh. I had a I had a pool and shit at my pad, so like all the kids right there, like. I'm always cool. Like I'm good with my neighbors. I'm good with everybody. Why around. is it good to be good with the neighbors? That's the last person you want to be fucked up to. (laughs) You know what I mean? Those are the last people you want to have problems with. You want to be good with everybody around you, bro. Shout out to Dark. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But now on the real, you just want to be cool with everybody around you, man. The last, why you want to have problems with anybody where you got to go lay your head down at? You know what, bro? I was, uh, I want to, I want to just say this little quick little story. When I was on Nolden, in York, um, the the neighbors. I was creating a lot of a lot of stuff going on in that area. I remember when you were there. Yeah, and um, and so what I would I used to do is I would take I would take the uh, I would take all the neighbors' trash cans out during trash day. You gotta be cool to the neighbors, dog. You don't want them to be the oh, ones calling the cops on, me, on you. Or you would go to that. their backyard. Nah, it nah, was it's apartments. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was apartments, and it was just like some of them were houses, bro. But I would, I would take their, I would take their trash cans out, bro. You know, but like all the little area right there. Yeah, I would take the trash can and the alley right there, those that four corner right yeah, there, bro. Yeah. I take the trash cans out, bro, and 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 some of the what? homies would be like, "What the fuck, are you taking the trash you cans be out?" Cool. Said, like, you don't want nobody right riding now. on the neighbor's shit. You don't want yeah. nobody breaking into the neighbor's cars. You don't want none of that shit. And so they give you that phone call. Yeah. And, I mean, how far does your heart drop? Well, I looked out the window. I looked out the window. I see the news camera out there. I see oh, the helicopter. like that, huh? Yeah. It was the news, the helicopter, the fucking, the tank outside in the front. A tank? Like, that little fucking ram your car. SWAT. Yeah, that SWAT, that SWAT, SWAT? ram your shit. And I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, nah, man, I got kids in the house. I'm coming outside. 
And I'm thinking, like, shit, I ain't got nothing in here. Like, what the fuck you guys want? Like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I only had, like, 20000 in my pocket. Like, what is that? Like, so what? you're still feeling cocky about it. Not cocky, but I'm like, I ain't got Confident. shit. Confident, yeah. Like, I'm thinking I ain't got shit. Like, yeah. Like, okay, you're going to come in. I don't have shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was waiting for 100 pounds. I ain't got no dope. Like, where are you going to find it at? I don't have shit. Like, what are you going to do? I don't have nothing. Let me take you back real quick. So I was busted during this time, bro. But uh, homies, with, can, can I say this, bro? Are you say okay what? with I say? What, I don't know what you're it, gonna say. Well, it's, it's because it, it, well, I'll say this, bro. It's it's just stories about when before you got busted or how you do it when you sometimes you get stuff. You yeah, get, yeah. Go ahead. I ain't you good with it? I mean, it, we, so, so, what it was. So, I already went to jail for it. Exactly. But I want to yeah, ask yeah. your permission. I already went to jail respect. for it. Out of respect, um, the home the little homies would tell me when I got out and you were already on the federal case and all the other homies were on the federal case. Um, they would say that you would get shit, bro, and you put it on a fucking, it would go on the pool table. Yeah, on the pool table on the back, in the back house. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah. It would go on the pool table, yeah, bro. Yeah, And And it would be a massive. Because you had to open them, dog. They All that shit comes wrapped up like an oil and all this shit. So you got to open them. You got to weigh them. You got to like, you know. You and can't they, just give them out like that. And they, like said, gonna... they said it would be like Christmas sometimes, bro. I mean, cause it was love, like you know. I'd have I'd have everybody doing some, like, hey, you fucking put the bags, you put this, you hurry up, you count the money over there, you do, like everybody is doing some. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm always looking out for everybody, dog. There was not nobody there at that time that can say, oh, but that fool never did this for me, or that fool never sent me no money, that fool didn't send me no pictures, that fool didn't this. You know what I'm saying? So. So you so you surrender yourself. You walk out. I they, come they, out with my daughter. You went out with your daughter. Yeah. Why did you go out with your daughter? Because she was asleep. Like, so, like, they want to come in. So, like, they said everybody to come out. So my daughter's asleep. So I went and picked her up. Is it just federal informants? Uh, fe- federal informants. Federal agents that are out there? Or is nah, it just, like, Covina? It's, it's Covina, the SWAT, the um, the feds. It, it's everybody, dog. A this bunch of is, agencies. It's deep as fuck, fool. They already fucking shut down the whole block. Like, everything is, like... And what time is it again? Five in the morning. Five in the morning. They did us, and they did all the homies from the harbor area the same day. So all the hood and all the homies from the harbor area from... From Eastside Wilmas, uh, Westside Longo, from Gardena, from uh, Eastside Longo, they everybody. And it was and all, day, was it all connected together? It was all together. Okay, and my so, shit, my shit was Operation Daddy Daycare. Why? I don't know. That's the name they picked. Why Operation Daddy Daycare? I don't know. That I was mean, the name of your federal case, and you were the you were the head. Yeah, I was of the that. head. Like I mean, like like in all the homies' phones. Like if, like I used to tell them, like, "Hey, fool, don't fucking put droops on my name," because before the cops used to pull them over and be like, "Hey, let me see your phone," and like look for the names. So like they're like, "Well, what do you want me to put?" I'm like, "I don't give a fuck. Like, put daddy, put whatever the fuck you want." <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't fucking put droops, you know what I'm saying? Put whatever the fuck you want, but don't put fucking droops on there, you know? Yeah. So like, so ours was 
Daddy Daycare, the homies from Wilmas, from Eastside Wilmas, was Operation um, Snow Globe. And then together, it made Operation Wasteland. Wow. So, and like even when they got the dudes from Avenues Next, their operation is Wasteland too, because it co- continued off our, off our indictment. Yeah, it overlapped. With yeah. Each, yeah. It was, yeah. a, it was a continuous. Well, because they had all the, like, we were gangbanging with each other at the time. So there was a bunch of shootings. So, like, you know, we'd go, they'd come, they'd go, we'd come, they go, we come, like, back and forth, you know? So they had all that shit going on at the time. During that time of the height of your criminal enterprise, bro, the top of the top, the cream of the top, bro, how did that feel, bro? How did that feel to be the big dog on Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of, of <laughs> fucking hood shit, bro? How did that feel, that power, bro? That, that capital. That capital. How did that feel, dog? I mean, it felt regular, fool. Like, I never, it never, um, like, to be honest, it never felt, like, different. I mean, I knew I had money. I knew I was doing good. I know I was able to help more. But it it never felt different than it was because, like, until the day I went to jail, like, I was still writing on the wall. I was still the guy out there, like, like still doing everything. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I got money now, so, like, nah, you guys got to go. I'm not going to go. Like, I would still go. Like, you know, if we're going to go over here and do this, like, I would go still. You know what I'm saying? And it's in the paperwork. It ain't like, like when the cops got me, they were like, how are you like one of the main guys doing the shooting, selling the drugs, doing the like, what the fuck's wrong with you? They go, you got to pick one or the other. Keeping that overhead low, huh? Let's take a quick break and we're going to be back to continue this. I still can't make a dollar. Any 
nobody home, Mr. 38 Revolver. Holla, Lord, I need change. Heard you heal the hurt, I heard you kill the pain. Homie down the street, you left them dead in the dirt. Now his mama growing grace. Clouds in the skies, leave tears on the grave. No smile on the face, just another t-shirt. Small funeral, see his girl when they flirt. Shit still fresh, still smell death. Bunch of drug addicts, can't wait to fuck next. Let the pussy rest, waiting on the prey like a goon in your home. It's two in the morning. Could have make it through, and you know what? Hey, we turned this shit into a fucking banger, baby. Bang, banger. <laughs> shit, <dog. laughs> Nick. Can I get a beer, sir? Yeah, sir. Please, sir. Happy dad, dude. Happy dad. Bop, Love you guys, man. I told you guys, man. Man, this shit happened for a reason, right here, dog. Thank you, Nick. Roulette printing. You guys, you guys need your fucking uh, uh, chonies printed, dog. <laughs> your tatarans. I mean, he got you, baby. I love you guys, man. Uh, man, this shit is. This is my shit right here, baby. This fucking is fucking legs. This is my shit right here. Rick, what up? You get, you get. So you. When do you know? When do you know the? Uh, what you're really looking at, bro? In jail? Yeah, and when you when the first feds come day, in, dog, first day. No, check it out. You walked out with your daughter, bro. What do they do, bro? They had all the fucking the the beams and shit on the motherfucker. They like, had the beams on you. Yeah, hell with your yeah. daughter. With my daughter, dog. They ain't playing. What daughter did you have with you? My, I had my daughter Sabrina with me. <sighs> yeah, Damn, she wasn't a game, dude. No, bro. Yeah, she was like four years old at the time. So she ain't understand it. And we just brought her home, dog. Like, she would have still been at my mom's. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, we didn't, like, fuck. We ain't ready for none of that shit, dog. For real, we weren't ready for that shit. You know? And so you, they they take you to the they take you to the federal downtown LA? Nah, from right there. Like, they put us all down. Boom. They tell me, hey, put your daughter on the floor. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to put her on the floor. Like, come get her and shit. Like, I came out. I gave up. Like, like I'm not trying to fight with you guys. Like, I ain't got shit in the pad. Like, here, come get my daughter. You know? So they finally, they come get her. They, like, get me. They don't even put me on the floor. They cuff me in the front. They're like, boom, they cuff me up. They're like, come here. And and uh, I came out wearing my jewelry because I'm thinking, like, all right, if I go to jail, 
Like, I can have somebody come and pick up my property. Like, I'm going to be good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm still thinking it's going to be good. You, you know? all the jewelry. <laughs> yes, I put my shit on. You know what I mean? I had like a, I had a Jeezy the Snowman shirt. So I'm like, ah, let me change that shit. <laughs> like, let me get something else. I don't want to look back. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to come out looking like I'm a, you know, like got some drug shit. So I'll like, get me like a little Echo shirt or some shit. Like, come here, let me get this. But now we came out and um, I was still not knowing what the fuck was up yet. You know, I knew it was bad just by, by what it was. But I'm like, fuck it, like. You know, I still had a gang of money. I still had, so I'm like, I'm good. Maybe I can bail out. Maybe I, you know, maybe I can still got some action. But um, fuck, nah. As soon as I, I went over there, they're like, hey, look, man, we know you never have drugs in your house. So uh, who do you want to pick up your kids? And I'm like, fuck, maybe they're trying to trick us. They want more houses to go raid, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, well, what do you want? What are you talking about? Like, what's up? And they're like, look, man, these are all the people we're raiding right now. And they give me the indictment, fool. And I look at all the names and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Can't have like, nobody you know, myself. there's fucking 42 people on there. Like, you know, they're showing all the houses they're raiding. You know, they're raiding my mom's house. They're raiding my stepdad's house. They're raiding everybody's house. Like, on at five right now in the morning, you know? Oh, shit. So it it was fucked up, fool. Like, you know, we called we called my baby's mom's grandma. Like, hey, like, can you come pick up the kids? And she's like, nah, I don't want no problems, you know. And like, fuck, you know, we called her little sister and her stepmom. Like, hey, can you come pick up the kids? And they're like, yeah, we'll go and get them right now. So like, my neighbors came out. Like I said, I'm always good with my neighbors, dog. They're like, hey, if you need us to get your kids, like, we got them. I'm like, nah, hey, thank you guys, you know. Like, I'm in the van, dog, with the door open. Like, all the neighbors are standing right there, like, like what's up? I'm like, shit, my past caught up to me. It's all bad. So they got the wrong guy. Nah, nah. I told him, man, I told him, man, it's all bad, you know? Like, past caught up to me, you know what I mean? Like, like it's bad, you know? But, um, yeah, from there, they, they we were flying, fool, going to fucking Ontario PD. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to Ontario for? Like, what the fuck's going on, you know? They took us to a big-ass room over there in, in, like, a warehouse in the back of Ontario Police Station. And they sh they had, like, pictures of everybody's pad and shit, like, from the from the front and from the sky. Like, and they had the little pyramid, like, with everybody's faces and shit. Like, when I came in, all the cops were clapping. They're like, hey, Droopy, what's up? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they're like, yeah, finally we meet you and type shit, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck? How long, they, how long were they on you? They were on us for, like, a year, but it was really, like, nine months they were monitoring my phone calls. Mm. So in that time, I had, like, 26 phones or some shit. So in that time, I had 26 different phones. So people think, like, oh, yeah, I changed my phone. I'm going to be good or talk like this and i'm gonna be great like fuck no if they're on you they're on you like for me they had me on some shit called roving taps so a roving tap is when they tap your voice not your phone so they tapped five people close to me my mom my baby's mom 
and like three more homies that I called the most. So whenever I called them and said, hey, this is my new number, that phone was automatically tapped. So they didn't need it because at first for four months, they were going to the judge and trying to tap my phone. But I was already changing it by the time because I would get like I would go to the store by like 12 phones, like right off the rip. Like, hey, let me get 12 phones. And they're like, 12 phones? I'm like, yeah, 12 phones, 1,000 minutes on each phone. And they'll be like, I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to little T-Mobile stores. Like, yeah, let me get 12 phones. They're like, 12 phones? I'm like, yeah. They're like, what name? I'm like, shit, Mike Jones and shit. <laughs> like, you know? Mike Jones. <laughs> uh, who? Uh, for real. They had Mike Jones shit fucked up for a minute. They were trying. <laughs> they well, were what's trying. his number? 818-834-8004. They had his shit, dog. They had him. I was like, they're like, what, who else? Like, different names, fool. They had, like, Pancho Villa. Like, they had, <laughs> had all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But they, they had all that shit on their dog, so they were on it. Like, so I would just get a 1,000 minutes on the phone, and, like, if any of my homies told me, like, hey, the cops pulled me over, I would throw the phone away, dog. Like, you know, at first I started giving all my homies phones, like, Hey, look, when I call you here, and well, my homies were like, you know, I'll go to the hood and they'll be like, oh, nobody's supposed to know he has this phone. I'm like, why would he tell you he got that phone? Like, man, oh, fuck him then. Like, it's on him if he wants to fuck his phone off, you know? Because I'm thinking as long as I stay good, I'm good. But fuck no, they're on that shit. Like, it's a whole different game, for real. The federal system is way different than people think. They have you know access to everything. That everything. Everything. They're on that shit. They got people that gonna work all day, all night, only fucking concentrating on your ass. You know? Only. That's insane. Like they think like not nah, I was in Hawaii for them two months that I told you the last time. <coughs> when I got when I went to Ontario, I walked in and I looked at this dude, a white dude, I'm like, I know you from somewhere. He's like, Good looking out, bro. I was with you in Hawaii for two months. What? <laughs> No bullshit. He's like, good looking out, bro. I was chilling in Hawaii for two months with you. And, like, I remember seeing him at Benihana's. I went into Benihana's, but, like, how is he going to look different? Like, how is he going to look weird? What was he he doing? He was sitting at the table eating with us. No. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's a tourist town. So, like, why isn't he supposed to be here? Like, we were in the beach playing basketball and shit, you know? And and motherfuckers were passing by. I'm like, hey, that motherfucker just took a picture of us. I'm like, oh, well, maybe. Because in Hawaii, motherfuckers are like, oh, you're Mexican, you're Mexican. They're all tripping out because we're all tatted up, you know? But, hell, nah, they were, there was the feds over there taking pictures of us. <laughs> we're like, fuck. Like, it was crazy, you know? I took the little homie with me to be the babysitter, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was different, dog. Wow. But that's how you know it was real. Wow. Wow. You know? Wow. But that first day I knew it was real because um like I went into the they took you to the little interrogation room. They were like, Hey look, man, um uh what's up, man? They're like, We know that you love your homies, we already know, we can tell by your calls and shit, but we need your connect. And I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about? 
Like, oh, you don't know what we're talking about? I Boom. am the connect. <laughs> no, they pushed the they pushed the fucking the first fucking phone call, and it was like, hey, what's up? Oh, I'm talking to somebody, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, like how the fuck they get that phone? You know? So I'm 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 listening. And, you know, I'm talking to the connect, and I'm like, hey, what's up, fool? I need to pull up. And he's like, uh, what's up? I'm like, um, he's like, yeah, I got 50 of them for you right here, you know? And I'm like, nah, dick, I need 100. And he's like, what? I got 50, dick? I'm like, dick, I'm leaving my pad right now. I'm going to pull up, like, you know, about an hour because he was, like, out in the valley and shit. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pull up in an hour, dick. Like, have 100 ready for me, dick. Like, shut the fuck up with that 50 shit. Like, I'm not trying to come back tonight. You know, I need 100. Like, I'm not trying to pull up all day, you know? So they're like, we want that guy. I'm like, well, shit, if you ain't got that guy, you're not going to get him from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But they seen me. They felt like I was sitting there smug, like like I didn't give a fuck. So they're like, oh, you don't think we have nothing? And I'm like, and then boom, next call. And they were all gang calls, you know, talking to the homies like, Hey, give him that gun. Give him this gun. This fool's been shooting, so give him your gun. Like, it was bad, fool. It was real bad. So I knew, like, fuck. So I'm like, fuck, I'm 28 right now. Like, fuck. All right. I can do 20 years right now. Fuck it, you know? Like, this is going to be bad. So I'm thinking, like, fuck it. I'll tell them motherfuckers to give me 20 years. Like, I'm good, you know? And keep in mind, I've been fighting with my baby's mom. They got me sitting right next to my baby's mom. They already took her in the room. They fucking showed her, like, the whole two months we've been fucking arguing. All the bitches I've been fucking and shit, so. What? Yeah, they should. Like that? All that. They want her to tell, dog. They're trying to break her down. You know, they're like, hey, you think he loves you? Like, he don't love you? Look, boom. They start showing her all kind of shit. <laughs> What's you know? up, Mija? For real. They're like, you know, they start showing all that shit, dog. Like, for real. Like, real shit, you know? So we're walking out the room, and she's like, fuck you, motherfucker. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? She's like, oh, they showed me this. And I'm like, shit. Like, well, we're in together. Like, what you want? What you think? You think I'm out here jacking off? Like, shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, I got money. Like, what the fuck? You know? Like, shit. I ain't going to Try strip to club getting a lap dance. You know what I mean? This shit's going down. You know? So, this shit was bad. So, like... When we finally get to, like, MDC, like, we finally get to MDC, and I'm, like, they're speeding. They're driving reckless. I'm like, hey, what the fuck you guys doing? Slow down. I'm thinking it's the state. Like, you got three days to go to court. Fuck no. You're going to court that day. You're going to court same day. So, like, boom, we we get over there. I see all the homies. I see everybody in there. That all, got, that all got jacked up that same day. Everybody got jacked up same day. And I'm I'm seeing people on in. I see Create right there. Create, I walk in, and we just got him in the hood, you know? And I see him, and he's like, hey, I took the rap from my brother's weed. I'm like, dick, they ain't <laughs> chipping on no weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't give a fuck about no weed, fool. He's like, 
He's like, how long do you think we're going to be here, fool? Like like, like three weeks or something? He said, I'm hungry. I said, fool, we're probably going to be here like three years just fighting the case. And then we're going to, he's like, what? He was 18 years old, just turned 18. I was like, fuck, nah, fool, it's all bad, dick. You know, and he's like, and we just jumped him in the hood like, what, five months before and shit? So that shit was bad. So, you know. I walked into court first day and my lawyer came like, hey, look, man. Uh, I said, hey, look, man, how long have they been following me? She's like, they've been following you for like a year. So I'm like, fuck. I think back what I've been doing for a year. And I'm like, oh, shit, this shit is bad. So I'm like, in my head, I'm weighing out. Like, all right. Like, all right, a year. I'm thinking all the shit I've been doing. So I'm like, I told her, you know what? Go fucking tell the prosecutor right now that I'll take 20 years. And she's like, what? We don't even have no paper. We don't have nothing. I go, nah, look, I know what they got. You know, like, go tell them I'll take 20 years right now and, and fuck it. You know, because I'm thinking I'm 28. Get out 48 because I'm thinking already I did my five years. I did the whole time. So I'm going to have to do the whole time. I'm like, fuck it. I'll still have some good years left in there. You know, like, fuck it. I'll just get the shit over with right now. Like, fuck all this. I'm still in street clothes. I'm in my my Jordans. I'm still wearing, you know. I'm all like, your chains. No, they, fuck uh, no. They take oh, that they, shit off right off the rip. They don't give a fuck. That shit is gone. But I'm still in my Jordans. I'm still in my, my shit, you know. And um, I'm telling the homies, like, hey, look, like, shh. Like, hey, if you guys can get some time without telling, go ahead and grab that shit, like. I'm going to try to get 20 right now. Everybody's looking at me. Like, I'm looking at all the fucking crowd. Like, everybody's family. Like, I'm looking at people like, like, damn. I, like, you know, I've, I've seen these people around the hood, but I didn't know they related to us. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, the fucking, the whole fucking shit is full, dog. And I'm looking like, what the fuck? You know, everybody's looking at me like, stay strong, fool, you got this. And I'm like, shit, this shit is bad, you know? And, you know, my baby's mom's next to me. Like, everybody, we're, everybody's shit is fucked up, you know? And um, my lawyer went over there. She was like, you sure you want me to ask him for 20 years? I'm like, go ask him for 20. Tell him I'll take 20 right now, right now. And... She went and she came back. She's like, oh, they said they might give you the death penalty. I said, death penalty for selling drugs? Like, hold up. Because, <laughs> like, when they first brought me, they just brought us in because we were doing a lot of shooting. So they 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 brought us in for, like, um, they just, I had 13 charges when they brought us in. A year later, they, they re-indicted me with um, 24 more charges. So they, they give you more charges as you go. That's you know, superseding indictment, it's called. So they superseded the indictment later. But they brought us, they brought 42 of us, and they brought another 39 of the homies from uh, from the harbor area. Fuck. So we came in deep, you know? Like 100 people almost deep. Yeah, we came in deep, like, you know, fools, chicks, like, everybody's family, you know what I mean? Spider webbed. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Like, and I'm in... And they didn't show that on my indictment. They just showed the homie silent from Eastside Weedmoss on my indictment. But then I, I started seeing more people come in, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe they're at his pad or something, you know? 
But fuck no, he had his own indictment. He was number four in mine and number one in his own indictment. Mm. He just got out right now, barely got out. Yeah, he barely got out. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, the feds is, is a whole nother thing, man. That's why motherfucker got out this time. Ain't no more fucking selling dope, none of that shit. Motherfucker working, you know, doing, doing, working union, motherfucking getting my hands dirty. Like waking up four four thirty in the morning, go to work, you know. Rick, we ain't done with the yet, bro. Stop it. Yeah, but that's what it is, dog. Boogie's in space now, though. Nah, yeah. nobody, we may nobody in space, bro. We hit the whole bag of mushrooms like they don't hit in forty get, minutes. Nah, bro. Check, <laughs> mushrooms don't hit me for nothing, baby. I hit the mushrooms, baby. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> big lugs. Yeah. I hit the mushrooms. One hour later. Once, one, once upon a time, I go the mushrooms. Come pick me up. Nah, <laughs> check it out, dog. You know what I mean? I'm a motherfucking gangster in this shit, dog. And, and, but I'm a I'm a daddy gangster, right? I mean, it's a different gangster. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I'm talking about. Daddy gangsters are different. You know what I mean? But but let me say this though. I want to say this. We ain't even done with this, bro. Rick, so while you're in you while you're in the federal what is, what do they call it? MDCLA. Okay. Down Alameda, downtown I, LA. I know where it's at and I hate when I see females out there with their kids, bro, waving balloons That's just and shit. Bad. Look, we started that shit, fool. Motherfuckers weren't doing that shit before. We were out there. Balloons, riding with chalk on the floor, bringing fucking Easter baskets, presents. We started. How was it in there? Comparison. What's the difference between being in uh, the state and now you're in the federal? What What is the difference? Tell me about the the federal landscape. I want to know that, bro. Well, MDC was like a whole different shit, dog. Like, I mean, what is the program right in there? What like, does the cells look like? It, it, it Help me cell, out. With the, the cells are different as far as like you don't have TVs and shit in your cell. Like they only have the TVs in the day room, so it's not that kind of living. But it's like it's a county jail for the federals, for the federal. Yeah, for, that's for what, federal MDC's inmates. like like. Um, yeah, it's like the county for the for the. For, for, yeah. So what does that look like? What is the program on that? Was basically and what like, does the store look like? That go ahead. Sorry. Um, I mean the questions. store. The store's kind of regular, dog. Like the store's not like at the time the store was way better. Like like we used to be able to make wine and shit. Like right off the buying everything from the store. Like they used to sell ketchup. They used to sell sugar. They used to like the shit. It was just a way different look than the state, dog. Like we came in, there was um microwaves um they had um it was just different dog it was a lot different a lot of different looks there was a, a whole different look than the state better or worse Nah, way better way better like, yeah when we first got there like the food was good like like from being in la county jail to to being in the federal jail like into the the federal like receiving like sh- and then, like, they'll send you, though, to, like, uh, what is that? Fucking uh, San Bernardino County Jail, though, was still, like, another branch of that shit. Or they'll send you to Orange County to Santana Jail. So you'll get back right into, like, the county jail aspect of the shit. So you're able to go to there. You're able to go to Kern County. You're able to still go to places that are. How long did you fight your case for? I found my case for four and a half years. 
Four and a half years, yeah. bro. What the fuck? Yeah. Four and a half years? Yeah. So four and a half years you were in that federal building. I was in that f- federal building back and forth for four and a half What's years. What's back and forth? Well, I was going from there to San Bernardino County Jail till back to kicked out again from San Bernardino Jail. Like, you know, like I was getting back and forth kicked out, dog. Like, so I was in... Uh, I started off in MDC, which was like lovely compared to fucking San Bernardino County Jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I started off there though. That's where I started my time. I got there and like um they 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 locked us straight down, dog. Like as soon as I got there, they I, I went on the floor for like one one night. And in the morning they came and they were like, hey, come on, your case is too high profile. Like, you're going to the shoe. They took me to the shoe. The shoe of the federal. The building. shoe of the federal. And yeah. what is that like? Um, it, it For me at the time, it was still kind of decent because at the time they still gave us the same stuff that um, everybody had in the... Like the same store list, you know, so it 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 was kind of cool. It wasn't, it was bad because you weren't like able to watch TV. You weren't able, but other than that, like you still had a radio. You had a Walkman and shit. Like you still had the same store list, except like the razors and the the um what is it razors and something. It was like something minor. Like you know what I mean. Like. Other than that, they gave you the same shit. Now it's different. Now they they take a lot of that shit away. But like we used to make wine every week. Like we were chilling. Like it was it was kind of cool. Like oh, the chicks were on top of us, so you're able to talk to the girls all day and shit. Yeah, it was it was all right. How was it fighting that case? How long? You know what I mean? Besides being for there four years, bro. Like what? You know what I mean? When you finally let's we're not gonna drag it out, bro. Let's do it like this. When you finally got sentenced, matter of fact, talk to him real quick, dog. I gotta pee real quick. It's gonna take a leak, dude. This is gonna take a leak. It's all good. It's all good. Look, like we're finding the case. Like it, it, it was, um, it was different. Like I said, I asked, I asked them um, right off from the beginning. I asked them for twenty years. So. When I asked them for 20 years, they said no. So for me, I was like, like, fuck. Like, these motherfuckers don't even want to give me 20 years. Like, fuck, how much time are you trying to give me? Because all they had me for was selling drugs. So I'm thinking like, like, well, how much time are you going to give me for selling drugs, you know? So a year later, they supersede the indictment. They add on a continuing criminal enterprise. And... That's a mandatory minimum of 30 years. That's what they got um, the BMF dudes with. Yeah. That's the time they took. They took the 30 years, which is their mandatory minimum. Like, they couldn't get nothing less than that, you know? So they had me with RICO. They had me with CCE. And then they had me with conspiracy. And then entangled in all of that, they have, um, like, in the RICO, they have, like, different shootings. In the conspiracy, they have different drug sales. So at the end of the day, you're trying to plead out 
to the least of whatever they got, you know? Because if you take a plea deal, they're going to give you two different deals. Like, you got to plead out to do two different things. So, like, in the end, I ended up pleading out to um, conspiracy to distribute, like, drugs and, and Rico, you know what I mean? So, they gave me the the 210 months on each one, but then they ran them, excuse me, they ran them together. So that's what helps. Because if they run them bow-legged, then you get 420, and that's like So what, what was the sentence they gave you? They gave me 210 months. Which is equal to how many years? 17 and a half years. 17 and a half years. How, many, how much time did you serve? I served a little under 16. I served 15 years, eight months. 15 years, eight months. Yeah. When you got sentenced for that time, and before you got sentenced for that time, were there cats that were under that RICO indictment? I got the most time in our case. Were there cats that turned over? In our case, there was only um, one dude that, that, like, told but, like, he told on somebody else. Like, he, he brought somebody else into jail. Like, he brought in another case or some shit. So, like, he brought somebody else in. But, like, from the hood, like, most of the time they have, um, in the feds, is the feds is fucked up, dog. They bring a lot of people in. If I was mowing your lawn at the time, would I have been brought in You could have came in and. Real shit? Real shit. Like, you could have came in for mowing my lawn. Like, they were trying to bring... They used... My gardener brought me roses one time, like, doing the front of my pad. And they said, on that day, I was bringing in so much dope that I needed to clear the whole fucking backyard out so my gardener can bring in all the dope. And I'm like, if you thought he was bringing in dope, like, why didn't you come and raid the house? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But my gardener was bringing in, he went to Home Depot, he's like, hey, I'm here at Home Depot, I'm buying all the fucking roses and shit for your pad, I'm gonna drop them off there so I can come and fucking start in the morning, you know? But they used it for the cops, they said, oh, he's using coded language with this, but I'm like, well, why didn't you bring the guy in? Like, the guy is our fucking gardener that gardens the whole fucking block. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a good question I asked him. So that's the kind of shit. Like, so. Did he go in? No, nah, he didn't come in with us. But that that's what they use, like, to the judge to get the next phone tap. Because every month they go in, they need to show why they need to continue the phone tap. So they need to show the judge, like, hey, look, he's still selling drugs. So, like, if they don't feel like you have a good reason, then they'll stop fucking tapping your phone. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're not saying enough drug talk on from month to month, they're not going to continue talking, tapping your phone. Let me ask you a question, Rick. Yeah. And this is, this is, a, this is a question that's going to... Uh and I'm not trying to put you, bro, pay attention to this question, please. Mm-hmm. And you haven't been drinking too much, and, and, I, and I really thank you for that, brother. Nah, I really, chilling, dog. I really thank you for that because Rick knew the importance of sharing this story, and he did not. I've been watching that 
Smirnoff smash tall can for a minute. <laughs> and and, 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 and we've been here like fucking three and a half, three and half hours. Nah, bro. Already, Check it out, bro. And I appreciate you for that, bro. But if you could, if you can give a message out to cats that have been where you have been, bro, what would yeah. you tell them, bro? And it's a tricky question. Nah, like, so be like, careful. Nah, I mean, look. Like, real shit, dog, like, we always think we're slicker than everybody else and all that shit. You just got to be cool, man. Like, at the end of the day, no matter what, what kind of talk you're using, they change all your conversation into drug talk. You can be talking to your mom and like, Mom, I love you. Oh, well, on that day, he said, Mom, I love you because he wanted 100 kilos of, <laughs> you know, and when he told her that I'm going to come, he means he's going to come and pick up the money for the 100 kilos. So, like, for real, like, this shit is real, man. Like, these people ain't playing with us, man. Like, some of my innocent calls were used against me the worst. And some of my worst calls weren't used against me at all. So, like, they really go in on you, man. And, and... Like, there's no real way to, you know, think you're outsmarting them and think you're smarter than them on that shit. And, and I'm not trying to be no hater or none of that shit. I'm just being real with you, man. Like, these motherfuckers will twist your word, words up and, and get you caught up, dog, just to use, like, whatever they can to keep you um, fucked over. You know what I mean? I what mean, they use it against uh, for their case. For yeah. their case, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, 100%. You know what I'm saying? It's for their case, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when they came to our shit, they took, they took a lot of the homies' kids and shit, dog. Like, these people weren't playing with us. The like, kids. they took a lot of their kids, and they try to use the kids as leverage. They do all that shit. Like, on my pad, they didn't, they told me that, like I told you guys, they said, on this day, when you drop these roses off, like, it was so much drugs, we knew. But when they came to my house, they said, look, who do you want to pick up your kids? We know you never had drugs here. So, like, if you're telling me that and you're letting my kids get picked up and you're taking other people's kids away because you know that's where they held the drugs at, you know, how the fuck did you tell the judge on this day that I fucking had 100 fucking kilos here? You know what I'm saying? But they just do whatever they can to further their case. Like, some of these dudes want to win at all expense, you know? Just like we're out on the streets, we're trying to do whatever we can to further whatever the fuck we're doing. They're on the same shit, dog. Like, they got love for their people the same as we got love for ours. And they're trying to further their shit and... If there's a lot of people that feel morally like, hey, this is a drug dealer. Like, look at this, like, different shit with the fentanyl, man. Like, that shit's killing a lot of motherfuckers. How do you feel about that? Nah, that shit ain't cool, dog. Nah, that shit ain't cool at all. I'm so, absolutely yeah, not. Nah, nah, it's not cool, man. Like, there's a lot of people getting, dying on that shit. Like, you want to get high and you're going to die. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't even do no pricks. Pricks. 
But I'm just saying, like, okay, look at that. Like, like I said, most of the time you're trying to give people as much drugs as you can so they can come back. So what about the drug that you're selling that motherfucker ain't ever coming back? Like, what the fuck good is that? That ain't no good drug. That ain't something that you can sell. That Not something I can sell. That ain't something I'm looking to sell. You know what I'm saying? If I come in to sell it to you and you're going to die tomorrow, then what the fuck use is that? Yeah. That's like a robbery. Like you can go rob somebody and get paid one time or you can go and do some scheme and get paid every day. Like I'm trying to get paid every day. You know what I mean? I need you to keep coming back. I don't need you to die. Who needs you to die? That's that's not good. But like F- 15 years, eight months. 15 years. How did long you, time, how did, bro. How did, how did you digest that and how did you do that time? Shit. Standing tall, big dog. Kind of do my shit, dog. You know, like I just, I just looked at it like, um, like I was already four, four and a half years in. Like I said, you know, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I can do this. Like, you know, I can do ten more years. Like I already got a quarter of it done. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't seem like too far of a reach, even though at the time, before that, the longest I did. I did four months, five years, did a year violation, and then boom, I knocked out these 15, 15 years, eight months, you know? But I knew that, I knew that this, this is the way I looked at it. Like the cops were like, oh, you can get this time off if you this, if you that. I'm like, look, man, I was out there, I knew what I was doing. This isn't like, oh, you caught me on some fucking, you know, I knew what I was doing. I knew what it what it held, you know. I know you can get this much time for, like, you know, shooting at somebody, murders, gangs, drugs, whatever. So, like, you know, it is what it is, man. Like, I knew I knew what I was I knew what I was doing, you know. So I'm gonna come in here. I'm gonna knock this shit out with my head up, you know. Like my kids used to get at me. Sometimes it felt fucked up, you know. They're doing bad out here. And they're telling you, like, Dad, do good. Like, you know, I was always going to the hole and different shit, you know. You know, motherfucker was active in jail. So, you know, they'll tell me, like, Dad, be good. I'm like, you know, I'll, my bullshit to the side. I always tell them, like, you know what? Dad will do good when I go out, when I get out of jail. You know, like, Dad came to jail for being an asshole. So I'm going to be an asshole till I get out. And then once I get out, I'm going to do good and shit. And I think since I've been out, I've been doing good, dog. I've been working, like, my last year at uh, working construction, you know, building the 5 Freeway and shit. I've been doing pretty good until this last week, you know. On Friday, I got laid off and shit. But other than that, like, I've been been on it, man. Getting up every day, dog, going to work, doing what I got to do. So... You know, all I can do is keep pushing forward, man, and and do what I got to do. Everybody stand the fuck up. Stand the fuck up. Everybody in the chat, stand the fuck up, dog. Don't play with this shit, dog. (sighs) Thank you, brother. All love, dog. You already know. Thank you, bro. <laughs> oh my God, dog. That's a good one, dog. This is what I told you. 
Got you, dog. No? Here, dog. We still got more to talk about. I dog. know. It was barely even, even like, like touching it. This is barely like nip, nicking the surface. You know dog. what I'm going to do for you guys? I'm going to open the phone lines. That's why I called it when I called it. Over the phone lines? <laughs> what I said. And that will be on the next episode, everybody. <laughs> we, 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 didn't even, we didn't even talk about him doing 15 years. Well, that's what, yeah. 15, that's, we still got a lot eight. to talk about, though. People said that, too. We're, you know, we're going to get to that, and we'll get to that to a later point. It's but let's open, a, open up the phone lines. Let's open the phone lines. Rick, you would take some phone calls? I mean, if that's what you want to do, but... Uh-uh. You got laid off, fucker. Yeah, I know. But and you got to go to work tomorrow, motherfucker? No, I'm good. Lucky got laid off, too. Lucky got laid off, too? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, let's do this. Phone line, bro. It's phone line time. I didn't get laid off. <laughs> Big Sleeps said to tell you what up. What up, Big Sleeps? That's all fucking... Young Sleeps, what up? So Rick, My boy. So, Rick, everybody wants to know. What I mean, maybe I'll just ask you off air. Yeah, hold on. Where was your? Hold where on. Where were on. the drugs at? Nah, no, no, <laughs> no. That's a million dollar question. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what up, look? What up, baby? Your first phone call. Let's go. <laughs> All right, it's Devil Boy from Warner. Just want to say what's up to to you and to the homie Jukes right there. What up, big dog? What up? Hi. Right. I listen to you guys. Shit. Uh, I got two questions real quick though. Go ahead, big dog. The first one is uh, how can I uh? Cause that was my homeboy's birthday yesterday, and uh, that fool listens to you guys a lot, you know. Yeah. So I was trying to see if there's some way. Like, I didn't get him. I didn't get to get him nothing. I want to see if there's some way we could get him in to meet you guys and shit. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Hit me up on the, at Lucky Sun Zoom on Instagram, bro, and we'll line All right. up. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, and and also I got a, I got an ice cream truck, and then I wanted to see how we could get some of you guys. Like fresheners and stickers in there and shit, you know, help you guys out. Next phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Same thing, baby. I'll hit him up. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What it do? What it do? What up? Shit, from fucking uh, Tycon. You already know what's up. Where you calling from, brother? Where you calling from? Chicago. 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 What's up? Shout out to Chicago, baby. Shot time on the casa, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah, this is baby chill. Dude, Been out there, big man. dog. Been out there to Chicago, man. dog. Have you? Passing through. What, Passing through. While you doing your thing? Yeah, man, yeah. Through the tail. feds. Through the feds. Hell yeah, this shit raw as hell. I've been following for fucking like, what, three three plus years and shit since like Money G. That's it. Yeah, the, the MCC's right there in the middle of downtown Chicago, man. We passed through yeah, all yeah. that shit. Chicago, yeah, yeah, the, uh, what is that? that the, um, the... The White Sox Stadium and shit. We passed through uh, all that fuck shit. Fuck the White Sox. I know. I hear you. Believe me, I feel you. But we passed through all that shit, dog. We seen all that shit. Hey, this shit raw as hell. Damn, I got through that shit dope as hell. That's right, big uh, dog. Much but, love to Chicago, big dog. But, but shit, I've been following Hood Sox. Uh, lucky, congrats with fucking... You know, passing your test, all that shit. Thank for, you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for remembering you know, that, that, dog. Union, that union shit, but then I, right now, right right now, I just heard you got laid off. What the fuck you mean you got just Nah, me. Dog. I got laid off, big dog. He laid off, bro. Nah, Lucky's I, good, dog. Yeah. They were clowning with Lucky. I got yeah. laid off on Friday, big dog. I've been yeah. working for a year and shit. Got laid off. Oh, man, shit. Fuck hold on. Let me ask my girl's here. phone call. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Babe, you were live on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. 
<laughs> so, babe, I want to be responsible today. I got my lady right here, my wife, my girl. I love her with all my heart. Shout it's out. A, it's the first time that she ever calls by accident. <laughs> no, no, it starts. <laughs> babe, I, so, babe, I, I've, I've drank a little too much, and I'll need you to pick me up in about 40 minutes, okay? <laughs> no lie. Is, is that okay with you, love? Yes, I'm gonna go get you. I apologize, baby. Thank you. Get off your live, okay? Okay. <laughs> so no. Love my baby. Yeah, bro. she said end the podcast. That's what she just said. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like, he's like, oh, no, no. Where's the ejectee? Where's the ejectee? And I always tell about the ejectee. Babe, what did I tell you about the ejectee? Tell me about the ejectee. <laughs> what did I tell you about the ejectee? Casey, push that button. <laughs> Casey, push that button. I'm going to have to push it, guys. Sorry. See you guys Sorry, later. Guys. You know what? It would be amazing if we had an ejectee. We right got here. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's called end stream. <laughs> no, it's not for right now. We're going to ask for phone calls. Babe, 45 minutes be here. Okay? Like he's holding us hostage here. Send pizzas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll say it. He's fucking holding us hostage. <laughs> Baby, pick me up in 45 minutes, please. He really needs okay. it. No I'll lie. I'll leave my car here. I love you guys. Okay. You uh, I mean, I love there. you, babe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I love you, baby. I'm so sorry. My girl is so sweet, man. That's what you want to do, man. Oh, she's so sweet. Uh -huh. I love my You girl. got laid off, fucker. Yeah, no. Let's get another phone call. Tomorrow, motherfucker? No, oh, I'm someone, good. You're playing it. You got laid off, too. You're playing it. You got laid off, too? Oh, shit. Playing the podcast. You got that shit playing the podcast again. Phone line, bro. Oh, hold on. I'm tripping. I'm tripping, bro. What up? Are we good? No. We don't think you're good. Bro, I thought it was good. the mushrooms, bro. I didn't know what the fuck eject, was happening, bro. Casey, I didn't know what was happening. I was I wasn't scared, bro. I was re I was I was ready for the journey. <laughs> you gotta always be ready for the journey, though. Casey, get us out of here. No, no. Next phone call. Rick. Phone calls are done, dog. Lucky's oh, holding us hostage. They're sleep. They're already tired. They're like, we're going to bed. Look, they're not calling. Well, hit the eject button then, fucker. You got it over there. Where's the eject button at? Somebody got it? No, hold on it's a called second. called end stream. Okay. Look, at, everybody's putting mushrooms up there. They're we like, love you guys. Hey, I the mushrooms hit me, and I, I'm sorry, guys. Okay? Good podcast, a, No, man. I want to say guys. this. I want to say this before I end it, and you guys can say he's on mushrooms. He's going to say this. Nah, fuck that, dog. Nah, uh, fuck you, caller. I want to say this. They wanted to keep it no, alive. No, no, I want to say this. I want to say this, bro. So when I had, when we had the professor, what's the professor's name? Uh, Bill Sanders. Bill Sanders. So we, when we had Bill Sanders on here, yeah, I was a little bit, I was a little bit like fucking off my shit because I had so much stuff going on in my life. I was on it though, bro. I wasn't yeah. letting that fool no, be on that. No, shit, but Pete game though. So I I said during the Bill Sanders, I said this. I said, you know what? Like, yeah, fucking guys, man, they need fucking Jesus in their life or something like that to to come <laughs> to when they when they going through a, a hard time and I talk shit. But I want to say this. I want to say this, and this is always weighed on me, guys. Casey, Casey, I, Casey's not even ready for this. 
This is always weighed on, on my heart because I seen a comment of someone saying, hey, fucking Lucky, what the fuck, dog? You're talking shit about people needing, like, God in their life during hard times. You know what? Check it out. Any time that I've ever been through a hard time in my life, I have reached out to God, okay? I've reached out to God, and I prayed. I fall, I fell to my knees, and I prayed. And, and it wasn't in front of, <laughs> uh, and I'm speaking metaphorically speaking, right? You know, I prayed. And, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with somebody going through some things in life, and it can be out there. I mean, it can be in there or out here where they experience this, that they need a closeness to God. And honestly, lately, I've been like, I've been, I've, I feel like I've needed a closest to God because I started reading my girls' stories about the work, the, the Bible. I had, so I have some, these guys are laughing at me in the background. Can, can you give that from me, Nick? Bro, I've been reading Bible stories to my kids in, in the recent time mm. about the beginning of this world. And I think we're losing that. We're losing that. I feel like we're losing that. What is that exactly? The Bible, bro. Oh, the, the beginning, Bible. bro. The beginning of Genesis. This. Genesis, bro. Like we're losing that, bro. With with all this fucking stupid social media shit, bro. But that's the that's the basics, bro, of life. But anyways, well, maybe we're in the uh, revelation. I mean, does no, but check it out, bro. Does the Bible not mean anything? Has the have you ever prayed, Rick? Yeah, of course I prayed. I've prayed plenty. Who was your who was? I mean, you were you were rocking the fucking uh, Jesus piece once upon a time ago, right? Yeah, of course. I've always prayed. So what what is your religious beliefs, brother? Me? Yes. Mm, Catholic, back down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Catholic. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at, and I'm not trying to put Rick in the middle of this right here because he's like, this fool ate too many mushrooms to be still in this life. But check uh, it out. I'm Catholic. Yeah. Like, that's what it but, is. But Big check it out. Catholic. Like, we need to dig deep to the roots, bro. I want to go to church right now. I've I've felt like, honestly. Right now, bro, this moment? Yeah. If this moment, you can take me to church, bro, I'll go to church. And if there was someone to teach me something and there's a minister to give me a sermon, I would hear it right now, bro. Interesting. 100%, bro. I, right now, I'm going to take my glasses off, bro. Right now, I feel a longing or a, a, a lack of connection to the word, to the Bible, to Jesus Christ, to what we were brought into this world, if you believe it or not. Like, bro, I need, like, honestly, dog, I need Jesus, dog, in my life right now, dog. Jesus because I haven't been praying lately, bro. You need a ride right now. That's what you need. Baby mama coming to pick you up, dog. Baby mama coming to pick you up. And I, and I need some tacos, too. Anyways, <laughs> all right. What happened to Taco hey, Tuesday? Hey, hey, no, dog, fuck you guys, We're going to get Father Greg you. in here to Next give you a phone call. Father You're Greg. a dick, fool. You're on oh, Hoodstocks. Talk my, to us. My phone is flooded. All the homies are watching yeah. this. Oh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo. 
What up, what dog? Up? Yeah, what's hey. up, doggy? Hey, I used to stay right there on Kendall, baby, right by Bushnell. What's good, baby? Northeast. That's right. That's right. Northeast, baby. Hey. You already right know. Right there on Redfield, dog, with the homie Gato. Yeah, that's right. We know. You know what it is. Hey, you know. That's hey. right. Hey, brother Rob, hey, the homie Gizmo. That's right, big dog. All love, homie. You know we love out here, dog. Hey. That's right. Silent Park, big dog. Much love. Hey, hey much love to Nebraska, doggies. Hey, That's yo. right. You're in, Bra- you're in Nebraska now, right? Lincoln, Nebraska. That's Lincoln, right. Nebraska, much love to Nebraska, dog. Yeah. dog. I was out love. there in uh, in Kansas, bro, with a gang of dudes from yeah. Nebraska. Next phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. It was good. Lucky Malachi. What's up? Oh, Malachi, you a stalker, bro. <laughs> hey, what you gonna have me on hood stocks? Who what the fuck? Never, fucker, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. You're never gonna be on hood stocks. Supposed to stop talking, stalk him, you fucker. <laughs> Let me redeem myself, bro. Hey, bring me Lucky's phone, so I can, so I can. You get gotta the next go to call. the next caller at least. Uh, Lucky's gone again. All right, let me see. Lucky's taking a piss or he's throwing up. Or hey, let me see. Let me see. Got young menace watching us in Ecuador. What we got, up, uh, menace? We're gonna take the next caller. Um, hey, what's up? You're on Hoodstocks. They sleep already, dog. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, what up? You're on Hoodstocks. Nigga, we got my homeboy Menace watching us in Ecuador, big dog. Yo, 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 yo. You're on Hoodstocks. What up? They're sleep. Oh shit! No, I think he could hear it. Hold on, this. You gotta go. get here it over here. Go. I gotta get it right here. I gotta uh, send this dude a voicemail. Hey, my bad, my bad. Here, or my bad. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. What's good, big Yo, dog? what up, young Hoodstocks? Hey, hey, someone splashing water on Lucky's face, dog. Lucky's splashing water on his own face right now in the bathroom, right now, actually. Hey, dog, hey, dog, hey, someone end it, dog. Don't let him do that to himself again, dog. End, end the show, dog. End hey, the show. they're saying, Lucky, you don't want this. You don't want to wake up. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh shit! Oh, oh, Somebody no. put a camera on Lucky. <laughs> dude, I can't. We can't. I'll fucking turn this dude. I, yeah, that's dude. All right, guys. Hoodstocks right, is we'll over. See you 